Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man, the only radio that matters with the name Brendo Man in it. If you're not listening to it, just what in God's name are you listening to? I can give you some options, but that would defeat the purpose of the plug. Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. This is a special episode. Bonus. Bonus. Something. Extra. Special. Well, Comic-Con. It's always weird around Comic-Con. Edition. This is our pre-Comic-Con episode. We just want to... We do, we've done this pretty much every year. Yeah, we'll do a little... We'll do a little preview. rundown of the schedule... Talk then about. We're gonna do the mega cast, and we'll have yeah. our panel and stuff. So there's gonna oh, yeah, be I got all kinds it. of stuff thrown at you. I got a message, Josh, or you can message Josh to bring his the stuff. Stuff. Bring the stuff, Josh. Well, we got a message. Well, I'm messaging. Make sure. What if he doesn't listen to this until he's already down what if there? He doesn't. And then he's like, "Oh, it's too late now." Sorry, guys. So uh, we're recording this on Monday. It's Monday night. Preview. I haven't is watched Wednesday. wrestling yet. It's two days. Until Comic-Con. Because I didn't want to like have to get interrupted in the middle of wrestling, and I don't watch it at 5 anymore because I got tired of watching the crappy internet stream. <laughs> okay. And, and so so I watched after, but I didn't want to like get interrupted because then I'd forget what happened. And <laughs> you forget what happened. What if I'm wrestling? like in the heat of the moment, and then you come and like, i got to stop it? That'd be and then it's going to be on my mind, like, oh, it's going to happen... <laughs> And I'm not. My mind's not in the show. And you're not. You're not. Your heart won't be in it anymore. No. So well. Anyways, that's how much I appreciate this show. Because you gave up watching wrestling for a little bit. For a little bit. Momentarily. I'm probably gonna stay up super late tonight <laughs> watching it. Well, I'm glad that you did because this is our bonus episode. We just got back from a camping trip. Yeah, we just got back from camping. That was super cool. That was fun. We went to Idaho. Wild. It was. Weird, and it's a weird town. Yeah, it's a small where everybody town. closes their stores for random hours at a time. And well, at first we thought we weren't going to get to go in any stores, but so then everything everyone was opened closed. Up at like, and then they all opened up later because everything is like very relaxed. They're like we open up around noon, yeah. close around seven. Yeah, I asked, how when do you how late do you open uh, today? I don't know, maybe around six ish. Like whatever. Okay. So, but we found some. We did eventually get to go in some cool shops. Yeah. Bought some cool stuff. You found a really cool record. Some yeah, cool record some shops. I got some records. I, found, I got a couple books. Yeah. And uh, we had a good time. The kids had fun. Did camping. We did hiking. And bar- some good food. Janelle did her campground food. Yeah. But that's pretty good, right? Like, it's not like regular camping food. No, it was really good food. It's next level. It's like French toast and yeah. pizza. Well, not and- just French toast. It's like... Hawaiian bread French toast with strawberries and sour cream. I mean, uh, not uh, sour cream. cream. That's what do you disgusting. Call it? Whipped cream and chili and Fritos. And not on the the well, French toast. That's separate. That's yeah. a separate thing. <laughs> no, it's all everything on the French toast. It's, it's French toast with everything on it. But um, yeah, we had a. It was it was awesome. It was a good trip. 
And then we did Fourth of July a couple days later. And our regular Beaumont. We did our spot. Beaumont thing. We went to the movies. With the movie. Now was, this was cool. This is our. We spoiled your children I to had the this, we rottenness to the rotten, where we had to like where we had to dial it back because they were they were they were turning into spoiled. They were. Kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> what have I done? Because well, on Fourth of July, I had this brilliant idea, and I still say it's brilliant. Instead of like having because we want to go to the movies. And instead of, like, having Brendo come over and babysit, we brought the kids and Brendo to the movies. We sent Brendo in to see Inside Out with the kids, which he hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And we went to see Jurassic World. And it worked great. It was like paying... But instead of paying you to babysit, we just bought you movie tickets. Yeah. And then you got to awesome. see a movie. And, uh, and we got to see good. a movie. The kids were good. It's great. But then we went to the stores and went to McDonald's. And then by the end of the day, they were just like, when do I get this? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. What do we... They've recovered now, but it was... It there was, was a moment where, like, greed, they had succumbed to their greed, and they're, yeah. like, they're like, oh, I'm getting this and this, getting, and, getting it all. and then I want this right now, and you better give me this right now. And it was very, like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is yeah. the dark this side. This is what of, happens. This is it. When it's unchecked, it, can, it goes fast. Because that was one day. One day of spoiling. But, you know, I, I think we dialed it down quite a bit, and I think we got it under control. We went to the Blaze Pizza. Oh, yeah, the Pizza Place, which was really good. It was different than Pyology, but similar. Yep. They had full roasted garlic bulb things that were... Which, by the way, you cannot let me have those if I have anything to do... Because this was Saturday. <laughs> were you like, did they just... Sunday morning, we, I, I apparently got Apparently you're... A, so barely you shouldn't eat oh, any I'm, of that stuff. Terribly allergic to both onions and garlic. So much of it. But I love it so much. <laughs> now, what it's not like I break out in hives, but what happens is my body reacts to it very strongly. So I get like cramps in my <laughs> stomach. Oh, I, I just watched and the burps and farts. <laughs> I mean the. I All just the gases the, are horrendous. I just watched the episode of Hi, My Your Mother where they go all the way to that Chicago pizza place yeah. and like they get all sick, but they love it so much. Yeah, but they're like sitting there like, it's like a burning ball of iron fire. They're just like yeah. rolling around. They're like, ah! Well, I will tell you, so on the pizza that we got, they, like they ball were of iron. entire large like cloves of garlic, right? Like, I mean, like... Yeah. Like huge, like it was probably like a whole head of garlic broken apart and <laughs> yeah. roasted on our pizza. It's amazing, amazing. But that that night, like it started rumbling, and the next morning it got up early because I was doing sound for the band at church. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I'm up on a balcony, like back in a booth, because I just kept. It just smelled like garlic up there. It smelled like I was roasting a garlic pizza up there. I kept, bleh, bleh, and it just. I mean, it just it just smelled like garlic. And my stomach is like grumbling. Like, oh my gosh! So, second practice was over. I ran home and uh, relieved some of the pressure, if you will. But oh my gosh, dude, it just stank like gar- someone probably like just thinks I brought garlic and rubbed it all over the booth or something. But still oh. with a garlic cologne. And the thing is, if we went there tomorrow, I'd do it all over again because it's so good. But sometimes I gotta like you know like I'm not eating garlic before we do our panel and I have to talk to people up close because you have to plan ahead. That's all. It's good pizza. It's good pizza though. Yeah. And um, so we did that. I went to I went to Disneyland. Janelle's friend from Colorado came out, um, and her her and her husband were at Disneyland, and so we went out and met them. And on the way to Disneyland, oh yeah, I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> Which uh, I was not very pleased about. First of all, I've only gotten one ticket in my entire life, you know, for a moving violation. I've gotten a couple parking tickets, but that doesn't count. 
one moving violation. It was a speeding ticket, which was like 12 years ago, which incidentally was on my first day of working for Rachel. And I was late and I was driving fast, which sums it up. But this one, I wasn't even like, I, I was going 75 in a 65 zone. Everyone else was blasting past me, and it just so happened I was the guy going slow enough for him to catch, you know. So it was irritating, but it was, you know, whatever. But the funniest part is, right beforehand, what I was doing, I was talking with Janelle, and I was on a little bit of a tirade. Not like an angry tirade at her, but like we were we were ranting together because we just, we'd been very frustrated with our our uh, Facebook feeds as of late. And some yeah. of our friends, that some of the things they've been saying about current events and just it's you know it's irritating just to see people be horrible people sometimes so i was specifically talking about like you know some i don't want to get too political or anything yeah. like that but i was talking about um people that uh, that follow the bible that you know believe in the bible but they uh, you know they're angry at things that our government is doing i'll, I'll just yeah. say that and there's basically i was going on about how like you know it's jesus very clearly says you're supposed to obey your government and there's a lot of stuff about following the law of the Follow land. The laws and, of the land. And render to Caesar what is Caesar's. And I'm like, going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, we got to obey the laws, right? I mean, that's what the government says. That's what the law is. Like, we're commanded to do that. And then I see the lights go on in my rear view mirror. And I'm speeding. You're not obeying the laws. So, uh, yeah. And your kids thought you were going to jail. Yeah, because they're like, is daddy going to jail? As I'm, like, pulling over. And I'm like, no, I just, I was going a little too fast. I didn't do anything wrong. They're like, but are you going to be arrested? I'm like, no. Like, I'm getting a ticket. It's embarrassing, but it's not, oh, and then once it was over, they were fine, but they thought I was going away or something. So, anyway, so that was that. We had a good time at Disneyland, though, and uh, Shauna's friend is from England, and he has an awesome accent, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. I didn't bring up Monty Python, but when he did bring it up, then I got to talk about it a lot with him, so, <laughs> you know, like, I didn't want to be that so guy. So, did you see that freaking John Cleese and Eric Idle are doing a tour together? But no. it's like it's not going anywhere near. Where is it going? Here, East Coast. It's like East Coast. Yeah. It's like almost all East Coast. It's just they want a paid vacation. They're old yeah. and they just yeah. want to like. We'll do what we're gonna do. Yeah, so they're. they're t- I know you've seen them. Well, you've seen Eric Idle. I've seen Eric Idle and doing his show. I've never. This is them together. And then I've seen Terry Gilliam, obviously with you, but I don't think I've seen any of the other guys like live. Am I forgetting something? I don't think so. So if they were going to L.A., would you... Have... I would love to, absolutely. Yeah. But if I'm not going to fly to the East like Coast they're going for it. To. So, yeah. It's a weird, it was a weird tour schedule. I was like, what? <laughs> My gosh. Some remnants there. Sorry. My gosh. No, I haven't eaten any garlic today, so it's good. Uh, so anyway, it's been a good week. It's good, been a good week. We had a good uh, interview episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the James Riley episode. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun to do. I realized we we did we already I mean we already talked about this, but like the the very end of that while you were doing the interview was when you found out that Luke the, had to go to urgent care. That's right, that's right. And so we talked about that. We talked about it, but now he's fine, like that's all it's all cleared up and everything. So. You played it real cool. Yeah. Well I didn't want but to as we the interview because as we said well. you can if you listen, you can try and determine when Phil realized we had to hurry. Hey, up. we should get started. We should and we should wrap it up now. Because, you know, I was doing my usual, like, meanderings. Yep, yep. It's when, it's, when it's time to wrap it up, then your brain just starts going off on other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's this week. It's been good. Now we got Comic-Con. We got Comic-Con. And that's all I care about. So, should we do... Well, we have a very short reader mail. Yeah. 
So we should do that real quick because I think it's great. We should do that. We should do Amazon. Then we we'll do that, and then we'll just we'll get into our preview. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, we got a from um, from at Biggles nineteen seventy three on Twitter. So we got a tweet. At, if you could tweet us at yeah. Brendo Man. This says, is the uh, backer of our Kickstarter for context. Says love the Carolyn Newer song. A nice pick me up with my coffee this morning. That's awesome. There you go. Thank you. So I just realized we have another mail, and I thought it was sweet. Oh, you did. So okay, you should get that. Fine, but you. Well, while while you're doing that, the for the backers of the Kickstarter, hopefully you should have gotten an update that had um, both a download for the Carolyn Newer song by the Valets, and then also the newest. Um, Brenneman All Star song. So if you had a problem getting either of those, or if you um, you know need help downloading it, or if you didn't get an email or whatever, please let us know. That should be uh, should be in your box. Mm-hmm. So and apparently, I like at least this, one of you liked it. I like this email. Do you do you know this person? Because I don't know this person. No, I don't recognize the name. Emily. Emily. Um, she says, "I adore you guys. Stay rad, friends." Nice. Thank I you like very that. much. I'd have to look up the last name. Stay red, friends. We will do that. I'm I'm doing my best. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. So that's our mail. Those are short but sweet, and I like them. So thank you, guys. All right. And uh, you know what else is short and sweet? It doesn't have to be short, but it's pretty sweet. It is sweet. Well, it's short and sweet to get... The Stitcher app on your phone. It's really yeah. quick. Doesn't you just got long. a new phone. That's right. I got to like load it up get on the stuff. It's really easy to do to get that app on there. Go to RadioBrendo.com, click the Stitcher link, and if you haven't signed up for a free Stitcher account yet, and that way you can sync up your podcast, you can listen on your mobile device, you can listen on any web browser, That's right. and it saves your place, it keeps your playlist, it keeps your favorites... And it's pretty awesome. You can listen to lots of podcasts on it for free. Yeah. Go to RadioBrendo.com. Click the Stitcher link. If you haven't signed up yet, use the code BRENDOMAN when you sign up for your free account. That's right. And you can use it to listen to podcasts, all kinds of podcasts, this podcast, all a lot of the other, most of the other, Benview Network yes. podcasts. Some of which will be joining at Comic-Con for our yeah. Megacast. Which will be coming out next sometime in the next, like, after... Following the After days, Comic-Con following Comic Con, and uh, if you if you've already if you want to if you want to get it right away as soon as it's dropped, make sure you subscribe. You go on Benview Network; it's the uh, one offs. One offs, that's right. Benview one offs. You get all the special episodes. You get the special episodes, guest episodes that like our Benview people guest on other people's podcasts, and also our WonderCon MegaCast. So that'll San be the Diego first place Megacast. it goes up. Is there? So if you're subscribed to that feed, then you will get. You won't even have to do anything. That's right. Just pop right up. Um, but we'll also link to it on our page, course, and so course. in case you know you don't do that, but just check out the other Benview podcasts. We got Benson's Boombox, Benview on Spielberg, Comic Nerds Unite with Mark Bolton and Tim Van Autry. Mm-hmm. We got Dinner Party Small Talk, Extra Damage with Josh, who will be with us at Comic-Con. Right, our our uh, moderator. We got Flagons and Dragons, Friday Night Film Fights, Grissom on the Run, Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. <laughs> <laughs> that's my beef. That was true. That's my beef low main. You got beef. 
Matt and Bruno's wrestling show featuring Brennan's beef at Lowmean. <laughs> a Midnight Marinara featuring David King who will also be at Comic-Con. If somebody picks him up at the Long Beach Airport, I keep seeing his post oh, really? on Facebook. So hopefully, hopefully he makes it there. there. Get a ride. I do it, but I'm already going to be down, heading down to San Diego. I leave really early. Um, and Nerd's Eye View with uh, Andrew Lindy. Pick Your Path, which is the new... Um, they just released their third episode, which takes place in a theme park. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Picture Start with Derek Armijo. Pillage Cast. Classic episodes. Popsicles. We just dropped a new episode today. Episode number 84. We nice. talked talk about Comic-Con. Lots of, we talked about some other stuff. Derek went on the Fast and Furious. And in Universal? The new thing. And he said it was pretty cool. Was so we talked about that. He said it was pretty fast. Was he, was he angry about it? It was sort of furious. He okay. was a little bit furious. But uh, we'll see. Um, Shut Up Leonard. Talking about community. And Star Wars Nerds Unite. Nice. So lots of cool podcasts from BenviewNetwork.com. Check it out. And if you want to start your own podcast empire, let's say you're like, hey, I can do that with yeah. those Benview Network just guys. Just talking into a microphone, I could do that. Well, you can give it a whirl. Get your own web hosting account at DreamHost. Go to DreamHost.com. Sign up using the promo code RadioBrendoMan at checkout, and you will save $50 off your order. Such Plus, a deal. get a free domain registration. So there you go. That's great. Start your own web empire. You know what I ordered today? What? I ordered, using Amazon Prime, the USB charger for my 3DS, like you suggested. Nice. And because I use Amazon Prime, it's going to be here before we go to Comic-Con. Awesome. Yeah. How much was it? It was like $4 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I need to get one. Yeah. But you know, if you want to get something before Comic-Con, you should you get that Prime. order it on Prime. Yes. And if you want to get a 30-day free trial to Amazon Prime, which includes Amazon Prime Music... Amazon Prime Instant Watch Library, which they have just announced this summer. They're also adding Showtime shows. Oh, nice. Like, so you're getting a ton of stuff. And of plus stuff. the Amazon exclusive shows, getting a lot of good reviews. They just had a new show. I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah, because they did their pilot yeah. season thing. Right? So they got some new shows. I don't watch any of them. And I've been hearing some good things. But you can get all that stuff. by you can If you're not sure, I mean, it's, it's, I mean we're talking $99 a year. And you get the two-day... Free shipping in one day in some cities. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's only $99 a year. We get third day free trial. Go to RadioBrendo.com. Click the Amazon Prime free trial link. Not to be confused with the regular Amazon link. So if you already got Prime or you're not ready to do Prime yet, but you still shop on Amazon, everybody Everyone buys shops on Amazon. Amazon. Well, click that regular Amazon link or banner before you do... And help us out. Do I have you know, a twang right now? What before twang you do, what am I doing? <laughs> just click on that old, <laughs> good on old that boy there, link down there. Well, click on that link because you'll be helping the show. And, and, uh, and you don't have to spend any extra money. That's the best part. You just shop like you would normally shop. Buy stuff and then we read it out loud on the show. That's but right. we, it's anonymous. It's anonymous unless you want to claim it. Let's yeah. see what people bought this week. We got the Blumhouse Book of Nightmares. The Haunted City. So this is like from the whole that whole universe. So like, wait, no, Blumhouse. Yeah, Jason Blum, producer. So this is a book series. Uh, okay. So he's he's merging merged into books. After he did Paranormal Activity and <clears throat> Paranormal Activity, The Purge, Insidious, and Sinister, he wrote a book. Well, it's a collection of um, 
short stories, it looks like, oh, okay. from oh, okay. various, both directors and gotcha. That's cool. horror movie people. Scott Derrickson in there, who's doing Doctor Strange. Yeah. Other guys in there. Eli Roth. Ethan Hawke. That's cool. Ethan Hawke. Nice. Seems pretty cool. All right. That's a cool thing. Very cool. Nice. I want to hear whoever bought that, how it is. Um, Fury with Brad Someone Pitt. Fury on DVD. X-Men Days of Future Past Ultimate Edition. Nice. The 3D. Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Yeah, someone's going to be gaming. Batman Arkham Knight promotion. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, we got Viva Labs, the finest organic extra virgin coconut oil. Speaking of... (laughs) (laughs) So, if I know who bought something... Yeah, do you get to reveal it? Do I get to reveal you it? You have to read it out loud. <laughs> Natural lamb condoms, <laughs> lubricated ten count. Yep. These are Phil's condoms, you guys. <laughs> you don't have to tell everybody. Sure, that. I do. I'll just say this: buying things like this on Amazon, you don't have to do the walk of shame at the grocery store or the you know drug store, and it costs a fraction of the price. Wow, these are fancy condoms. <laughs> Gold box and everything, man. That's that's what are you doing? I'm not gonna discuss any other details other than the fact that it's much, much cheaper to buy them on Amazon. Yeah, but why are you going for like the gold standard fancy? Do you feel like tried out every kind <laughs> and this is your kind? Hey, I'm not gonna kiss and tell or do other things and tell. Like, you, you don't go for the. Like, you're a cheap person. I'm just surprised. You don't I, skimp. I, Phil doesn't skimp when it comes to condoms, you guys. <laughs> I'm not buying the ones in the 99. Feels so red right now. This is amazing. Let's keep talking about this. (laughs) The thing is, I didn't come in and say, "Oh, I bought those." You just knew the second it popped up there. You're like, "This is Phil's." How did you know? Because when we were when we were getting the mail, we got from camping. You were there. You were like, "Oh, this is something. This is mom and dad." Oh, that's right. I forgot. You were there, and I tried to hide it. And you tried to hide it. And I knew it was some kind of sexy stuff. I thought it was like KY or something. <laughs> well, that's condoms not... are expensive, you guys. I know that. That's dude. This price that you're seeing here is less than yeah, half. But of these the are like stores. these are seriously super fancy ones. I know it's they're still less than half. Like, why don't you get these like fifteen dollar ones or these six dollar ones? It's not. Let me tell you. I'm not going to tell you anything more about it. I'm not this telling is you anything. Condom Corner with Phil Vecchio. I'm, not, I'm giving you no information, so there is no corner. Although I am curious what the one star says. They look and feel sloppy. Oh, God. Never mind. I don't want to oh, know dude, what any of them say. I want to read these. No, I don't want to know what any of these say. After having our first baby, I didn't want to take any form of hormone <laughs> contraception. Unfortunately, traditional latex condoms are really uncomfortable for me. Phil, are you allergic to latex? I'm not allergic to latex. Just well, These are really expensive. I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on? Oh, here we go. My penis loves these. <laughs> Five stars. The worst part is that this is all my fault. Like, I can't even get mad at you because I wonder I if you wrote this. one of these. I did not write a review for a condom on... Beware. I had high hopes for this condom. Oh it looks gosh. like shriveled skin upon opening up a package. <laughs> But after about five minutes, it started stretching and getting really big. So big that it was sliding off. 
Oh, this is great. Oh my gosh. Like, who's Phil's freaking this? out. Who's writing this? Didn't like the smell. Ew. Oh my gosh. This is so it's, It is a bit too reminiscent of raw sheep intestines. <laughs> Your condoms smell like raw sheep intestines, Phil. Oh, this is this is great. I'm gonna keep so reading bad. these. This is so bad. <laughs> this the worst part is Janelle's like, oh, might as well do it with the with the your thing, so you get some you know stuff. Oh, so bad. All right. Well, so I, I think we we gotta move on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we should. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Natural. Quinn's just writing, oh man, oh man, oh man, in the, in the chat over there. Oh, I wish, I wish Josh was here right now. Oh my gosh. This is great. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe that. This has been Condom Corner with Phil Vecchio. I can't believe that you figured it out like instantly. I'm like the well, worst. Because you were really embarrassed if, when the when you were holding the package. If I was, <laughs> and then I was like, just put two and two just together. Know that I will never ever be able to like pull off like sneaking something around you because I'm like the worst. Like <laughs> Andrew, Phil bought condoms on Amazon and then thought that I wasn't going to know they were his. How did you? I just. I mean, it was all circumstance. I didn't say anything. And now he's, well, maybe the look on your face right now, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, it's hot in here, that's all, it's really Phil hot goes, in here. But I've learned, we've all learned something about Phil today, is that he's cheap about everything but his condoms. <laughs> that's true. I'm just going to keep saying that's condoms. That's true, that's great. Oh, man. <laughs> but I just oh, like man. that you don't skip. That's, hey, there are some things in life that you don't want to skip Of course Phil's on. embarrassed. This <laughs> is this is amazing. <laughs> All right, we got a Black & Decker 10-inch cordless trimmer and edger. Oh, is this like a garden tool? Did you get this? No, that was not me. Andrew said, you're a married man with two kids, so I, I guess people know that I have done the deed, but still. Phil's very nervous about all that. Who's texting me right now? Ooh, not me. Huh? <laughs> Done the deed. Yes. <laughs> what? That's a good way to say it. Madden NFL 16 on Xbox One. Sweet. That's our last thing. Well, thank you everyone for buying stuff. Uh, yeah, thanks, Phil. That's <laughs> no, you got to keep doing that. Why do you guys always record so late? Because Phil, we're both night owls. And yeah. And Phil then I come over his late. Kids. And then by the time I get here, and Brendan then there's has to like, like an, around for an hour. A, hey, you were the one that was like, oh, let's look at this. Let's look at that. No, but then you looked at stuff too. That's why. Between the two of us, we are uh, we're easily uh, distracted. All right. Well, be sure to check out our Facebook group, and because there's lots of good activity a lot of good stuff in there. there. A lot of fun Steve Espinoza posted a cool Santa's Village Urban Exploration yeah. video. That's what we were taking so long on. Tonight. We were watching. We were looking, reading about Santa's Village. Yeah, we uh, we got <laughs> deep in that. <laughs> He's such a dork. Done the deed is like a common expression. That's not. I didn't make that up. All right, we got the subreddit. We got um, our. Well, we, we don't have a Kickstarter anymore. Well, Kickstarter. I just. Uh, that's just for updates. Gave out some said. Songs. songs are there. As far as other stuff goes, you know, I mean, obviously, we're not going to do a whole lot of stuff while we're at Comic Con, but we're working on you know the next batch of stuff. So keep an eye out for that. But give it a week or two. Have we found out what color the vinyl is going to be? We have not yet, although it's possible. Well, I don't know. I still, I gotta get because they don't list 
what ones you have to actually get like a quote from them. Mm. Like they don't say because it depends on what they have available. We're we getting a quote, so I'm working on it. Yes, but um, I hadn't haven't heard back yet, so we'll kind of see. All right, depends on what. Now there's lots of different places that do it, but I'm talking about the one that we can actually afford to do. Yeah, um, that that one. So. Wait, so we might not get color vinyl? Oh no, 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 we're definitely in color. I just don't know yet which ones. because oh. if you do their online quote, it just says color vinyl. So then we find out. But then you find out. I don't know. Well, again, I mean. Do we even get to pick? Well, it's cheaper if you don't pick. <laughs> I want to. What if it's like some weird color? That's cool. Can we at least find out what the we're, color may or may not out. be? We're going to find out what the options are. But until then, it's still unknown. All right. Phil, have you been on that Nintendo podcast? I have yet? not yet. I'm still scheduled to be on it, but. They have a very long line of like they've scheduled like I'm months scheduled and months to be on Comic Nerds Unite sometime in 2016. <laughs> yeah, see, they're not that far. I think they said something like the end of summer or beginning of fall is what they're. looking You did at make that. their Mount Rushmore I picture. I was in the picture. So of, of because you're like the name that game yeah. one of the highest well, I'm scores. Fourth place. So they took the top four scores on nice. there, and I'm fourth place. So. That's why. Um, yeah, I had a question. Was that one from today? I didn't bother to click the comments. Was that hard driving? No, it's uh race driving. No, I don't remember. I have to go back and look. Mock rider. Nope. How many other race games were Rad there? Racer, but it's not that. No, it was like a later gen. It was like a later, and it was definitely it's a more advanced was an arcade port. It used to, it wasn't hard driving. Don't think it was hard driving. That's the one. I don't know. Maybe. Well, anyway, so I am. Uh, oh, don't. Now you're gonna look, and you're gonna get sucked in. Well, I'm just, so, I'm just looking real fast. I won't. Okay, well, anyway, um, yeah, so I am scheduled to be on their show, but I think it's in the late, you know, in the fall, something like that. Well, either way, summer. you should check out Two Dudes and so, an NES. It's yeah, pretty sweet. they're cool. Their but Facebook group have is really so cool. many people, such a long schedule. Their Facebook group inspired our Facebook group. Yeah, that's kind of what, because we had a lot so of like, messing around fe- in there. People are very interactive as opposed to a Facebook page. Well, and it's, it's true, like, just... Because if you join a group, you see everything. Right, you see Whereas everyone. of the page... You don't always, or we got to start boosting posts and all yeah. that other. Yeah, I guess it's not. I mean, it makes sense. We talked about this on the James Schlarman episode. It it got a little bit more length. Yeah, but it's good. It's a fun. It's a fun way to interact. And basically, we've just been posting all kinds it's of goofy cool stuff. stuff. And everyone posts stuff, and and if you want to like fall down some holes, like today, there's some good ones there. I fell down an urban exploration hole because the guy that made that. Santa's Village video, they just had tons yeah. of stuff. Like, tourist attractions all over the country. Yeah. I watched, he went to that, fl- have you been to that f- Bedrock City in Arizona? I have, like, driven I've driven by, by it. I didn't it. know you could go in there. Well, Janelle did as a kid, she stayed there, but. Yeah. Um, will you be in San Diego, Andrew asked, will you be in San Diego? Um, we haven't talked about it yet. Well, yeah, we're getting to, we kind of. Phil's. Phil actually God, did dude. his usual miracle last minute hotel. That's, that's how I roll. Staying in Coronado. Yep, I'll be riding the ferry across, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there, we're going He's, down They Wednesday. seriously booked it, like, did you book it on Monday? I think Monday, no, I think... No, it was right, it was the day we left, you the booked it on, on the camping he trip. booked his, Phil booked his hotel on Thursday. The Thursday? We No, we left on Tuesday. We left on Tuesday. So booked you booked it on it Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yep. They, six days, so you booked a hotel, like, eight days before Comic-Con. Yep. Eight days. Eight days before. Booked a hotel. Got a sweet deal on Coronado. I get to ride the ferry across every day. That's Dude, nuts. I can walk to the ferry thing. It's my, yes. 
I don't even want to reveal the name of it because, as Andrew points out, you can't book the room. They have some of their rooms online now, but you have to call in order to book the remainder of them. So they save like a certain amount for people that call in. And I don't know if they do it on Phil's purpose. Phil's secret hotel. Dude. He's worried. Every you're always worried. I don't want everyone to find out about it because it's my, it's, my, it's my secret. But, dude, it's good. It's good. Because we didn't get it last year. We waited too long last year and there weren't any, but. Yeah. It's good. And they just upgraded the rooms, so they all have fridges and microwaves now, which they didn't before. I'm excited because I did a hot wire for Sunday night, which is my tradition. Right. I got Marriott Gas Lamp. Nice. Dude, that hotel is sick. Dude. I'm excited. Well, uh, yeah. So I'm also I'm, excited for our regular hotel right, in the right. Embassy Suites. How, and you're, you're what? How far down is it? Of a well, it's by the Kansas City Barbecue. So, okay. I mean, it's definitely not it's not that bad. It's like across from the Hyatt. So that walk down to there is about how long I have to walk to the the ferry, and yeah. the ferry drops me off right there at the convention center. So because it's like a couple of those Sandy, it's a San Diego block, which yeah, it's yeah. a bigger block, but it's a couple blocks. So that's not bad. It's not as close as the residence. Like that was like yeah. amazing. But um, plus, every time I walk back to our hotel, because you go right by the Hard Rock right there, right. I would always see, see lot, famous yeah. people. When well, you walk that by was, all the other good, stuff and there's all the there. paparazzis. And and I that was when I ran in because Matt Damon was trying to escape the pop ride and he ran into me. There you go. It's cool. Well, I just when I when we booked it, I was afraid to tell Brendan because I didn't want I didn't want you to get mad because you're like it's a little, oh you're gonna you're gonna be driving in from Northern California at this point and then I'm like right there in the sweet spot. I just and I waited till eight days. So ridiculous. <laughs> Well, I just think about all the other people, like the people that actually don't have hotel rooms and got shut out of yep. everything, and and we just and, and I think Janelle actually called them this time, and I was because it was yeah it was while we were driving, to, like getting ready for the the trip, and she's like oh okay you got the room yeah great we'll book it and that was it it was done, yep. and it's not that expensive I think with taxes and fees it was something like one hundred and forty five which a night. for Comic Con for com- for walking to Comic Con it's very cheap. So, yeah. Pretty sweet deal. All right. Well, speaking of Comic-Con, let's, let's get going here. Let's, All right. So, we're going to do our let's little do our rundown. Because I just wanted to let you, I wanted to keep in mind that I actually made these highlights with me, like, with Phil in mind for a lot of things. And me and my, like, me and Phil and, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Let's. Yeah. So these are the ones that you picked. This is so, not obviously everything. It's not the whole happening. thing. This is just stuff that I picked out. Right. And I did. Uh, I did pick some that even I wouldn't necessarily go to, but I knew that you, you would, would go to. Yeah, so, so again, this be... is all right because I know you would never just go through the whole schedule the way I do, and I, not as in great detail as you do. Definitely. So. So then the first thing I have on Thursday, because Wednesday night is preview night, and they show they do some Warner Brothers television screenings. Like the I think they're part, showing Supergirl, the but Wednesday for us is like the best time to go to the floor because everything's fresh, so yeah. people aren't because like it's a good time to go schmooze a little bit yeah. with like our web comics people and the small press people, and Just tell them all about our panel coming up the next day. Yeah, and then seeing people that we see every year. And then getting a little sneak peek at the Nintendo booth yep. and some of the other booths. Because it, it, it is the least crowded that the exhibit hall will be, period. Right. Except maybe like late Sunday. Maybe late Sunday. But by that, then, you're so worn out. Well, and a lot of stuff is cleared out by then. <laughs> yeah. So, Although, 
Sunday is a good day to get deals. True. But you got to, like, there's that balance of do I buy it now? Well, not for exclusives, but if you're buying, like, if you want to buy, like, comics and, like, just stuff. Yeah. Like, because I know, like, you know those, those, those places that sell just graphic novels, like you don't buy you don't buy that stuff because on Sunday it will all be marked ridiculously down because they they don't want they don't want to take it back. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it's like a yard sale. At the end yeah. Of the day. Uh, so right, you get so a lot of here. What, well, the first thing I have here is a rare chit chat, past and future. I think this might be. My Thursday morning with rare, it's as in rare. The, the developers. developers, so they they're celebrating thirty years, and it's a bunch of the developers, and they're gonna be doing a Q and A about their it's project. Funny that they mentioned Battletoads, Banjo Kazooie, and Perfect Dark, not Goldeneye, not, not Donkey Kong Country. Right, like the, I mean, arguably their most famous <laughs> two, but still, or even their old stuff, RC Pro Am, yeah. Wizards and Warriors. Well, I mean, not that those games aren't great. It's just I, I don't know. Interesting choices there. I wonder if they're not allowed to talk about like the Nintendo. Well, stuff I think. Or something. Well, Perfect Dark. Well, that's true. It's well, weird. Banjo, well, it on it's also. It's, well, then you can talk about them, and then I wonder if they're going to talk about the sad, depressing fact that they haven't really done anything. Microsoft basically bought them. They made that Perfect Dark game. It was got very mixed reviews, and then that's about that's it. it. Yeah. Well, that could be interesting. The so, only thing that I'm seeing is that's at 10:30 a.m. That's pretty early. Phil rarely gets to that. <laughs> It's possible. It's hey, possible. Could happen. You might miss. Um, this was one other one that I was just decided. I, I mean, because again, you, you, I just, you, like, I, I've given. I've, I'm, I'm very. We, we have to stress how this is. We are not young. Like, if you're new to Comic Con, by all means, camp out for Hall H. Get those wristbands. Have fun. Get there. Man. Just do it because it's worth doing. If you've never done it, you don't. You know, you only live once. We've been there. We've had our day in Hall H where we had our this is I mean I've done that a couple of times. This is this is my 11th Comic-Con. I think yours is like this is I mean you've been going since 2008. I think was your first one. Yeah, so like 7. So yeah, so like 7 of them. That's yeah. Crazy. So this is our not. So again, we've we're old and grizzled. We're the we're the, the veterans. So well in the sense that I don't want to I have no desire to wait in line for hours upon hours. Yeah. And Which also I, means that ninety percent of the stuff we preview, we're probably not going to actually no, see. But I do tend to look for like the lesser again, and this right, is where right. you can find these hidden gems of these panels. Yeah, and because we've gone to a lot of cool stuff, and some of those little ones have been ever the since we've thing. abandoned like the like hard like the Hall H Ballroom Twenty. We've managed to get see some cool stuff, and like, yeah. and eventually, persistent. That's the other thing, though. Persistence does pay. Eventually, we did make it into. We finally made it into a Rift Tracks. Right. There, so at some point, but once you've done everything, I mean, we made it to Rift Tracks. Last year, we finally got our freaking Mythbusters. Yeah. That was like our last Holy Grail yeah. panel that we finally, finally made. It. So I feel like, again, we've kind of... Now it's, it's whatever. And, and once you get to that point, though, then you do kind of... You don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You let things happen. You freestyle it. And you freestyle it. And if nothing else, you go to the Nintendo Lounge or you go... Yep. You go walk Free around. You go to the server. You walk around the gas lamp because you never know what you're going to see down yeah. there. Um, you go play some video games. You go do other kind of cool stuff. But yeah, I know Goldeneye has all sorts of legal nonsense and oh, yeah. Donkey Kong, Nintendo, but they can talk about it on a panel. I'm sure they will. They probably just couldn't well, put it. Well, they only put so many up there. Yeah. Well, anyways, What's so next? it's one of these random panels that I found that just sound like kind of look cool. 
the the title of the panel is God is disappointed in you, and then it says um, it's a book by Mark Russell and Eisner award-winning artist, and it's basically that's their. It's there. It's a series of retelling of the Bible in comic book form. And they do the Bible in ten minutes. Yeah, and they have Bible in ten minutes, and like, and then the audio book is read by James Urbaniak from the Venture Brothers, hmm. and they also give you a sneak preview of the hotly anticipated sequel, Apocrypha, Apocrypha now. now. So that's that kind of seems okay. entertaining, and that's at eleven. Um, all right, what's next? And then we got um, then there's some other. I was looking for some more like creator because one of the other good things, cool things about going to Comic Con is you go to some of these cre- and you just get really super like energized, you yep. get pumped up. Yep. So um, I think the reason why I picked this one was because it's called the create the crowd. How creatives are using new means to connect with their audience because it's Hugh Howie who wrote the. Remember I talked about Wool, the series oh, of yeah. books, and then he has them. But so he and he's like he's probably one of the most successful. Like indie, because he he started off completely indie, and then he like sold it to a publisher. But like he's just like he's he's like he's doing it, and he started off just like so. He's gonna be there. Um, this other guy, and oh, the guy that wrote the Star Wars Rogue One novel. Nice. And then so they're gonna discuss crowdfunding and crowdsourcing models. So I just thought that That's sounded cool. pretty cool. Um, and Veronica Belmont, who is very entertaining. Um, she's the host, so I thought that was cool. This one I will definitely be at, and I think you should come with me. Okay. And it's right before the WWE panel in the same room. It's called the Pitching Hour. Oh yeah, this is interesting. It's called. So you get to like pitch. Now they talk about how to pitch. Oh, Derek found out about the condoms. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. It's out there for everyone now. And um. Oh, Derek's texting. Derek's the one texting us. Okay. We're on look, the show. I'll look at that while you're saying it. <laughs> well, anyways, this one's called The Pitching Hour, and it's Ted Biaselli, who is a vice president programming... What did he say? Exactly what he said okay. in there. Um, vice president programming the Hub Network. So this dude that's like the vice president of programming, Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt... Derek, why would you wear condoms? Because he doesn't want to unplanned pregnancies. I mean, there yeah, you there, go. There are things to consider. He won't do it. He won't do the snip. We're not talking about that My anymore. mom called him a wuss. We are not talking about that anymore. All right. Well, anyways, it feels really... <laughs> We're on this. You're in the middle of your thing. Do it. Pitching. Okay, so we got Laura Innes. No, you're, you're in the next thing oh, here. Okay, sorry. Now I'm... Okay, so we got a producer of Marvel, the producer of Marvel Animation, Derek Hoffman, Vice President Donner Company, Jamie Burke, Executive Producer, Sequester, Lindsay Postal, Game Producer. So you got all these producers and people, and they're going to take an idea from conception through production, and it will include creating a pitch document, obtaining agent. So it's telling you how right. how to get there, and we need this. We need this information. So um, they'll explain through hypothetical examples and stories. Um, and then also on hand is a lawyer. That's so cool. I don't know. This sounds really cool. Yeah. And then again, it's in the same room. We'll talk about it in a second, but it's in the same room. And immediately after is the, the WWE one. panel. Okay. Um, but then I just and also for reference, I put some Hall H panels. Good. Not that we'll be anywhere know. near here, but again, you never Could know. Happen. But the way they're doing the Hall H panels this year, it just seems like they're gonna be packed all like and like the, you have to camp out to get wristbands. And 
We did. We if you listen you back, go back and listen. You have to go back and listen, Derek. We do say exactly it. what kind of condoms Phil uses, and they are the really expensive kind. All right. So Hunger Games is in Hall H. To find I'll tell you later, Derek. I'll tell you. All right. Uh, Hunger Games. We got Hunger Games Mockingjay Part Two. Um, cast and filmmaker Q and A session. It's Jennifer Lawrence. It's going to be there. Yep, yep. There you go for all you Hunger Games people. We've also got in the Indigo Ballroom on the Hilton Bayfront. We got Geek and Sundry with Felicia Day. She's going to be talking about her new book, which looks pretty cool. Will Wheaton's going to be there. There you go. That seems fun. Um, another one that I thought sounded kind of cool was uh, was historical comics and graphic novels. And, um, and so they're talking about nonfiction historical stuff. Because this this one comic uh, artist that I've been really into lately, his name's Ed Piscor. I talked about it. We t- rewrote the comic WYSIWYG about the hackers. Oh, right, right, right. And, and then his new comic series is called Hip Hop Family Tree. It's about mm. the history of hip hop. But again, they're talking about their nonfiction historical comics right, and that's stuff. Cool. And so I thought that sounded cool. But it does, none of that matters because after the pitching hour, I will be here. I I will be wearing my Kevin Owens t-shirt. <laughs> and we got Mattel and WWE have um, teamed up to bring you an action-packed San Diego Comic-Con panel. WWE and NXT superstars and Mattel personnel will discuss the tremendous growth and popularity of NXT, which is their developmental all right. Um, promotion. Weigh in on next generation WWE superstars and give exclusive peeks of Mattel's upcoming WWE figure releases. And this is the part this is that why I'm very excited. Why it's a big Incredible thing. guest appearances by William Regal. So William Regal is like a great wrestler. He doesn't wrestle anymore, but he's the commissioner of NXT. Seth Rollins, current WWE champion. Right. Sami Zayn, another one of my favorite wrestlers, currently injured, so it'll be nice. To see. And then my favorite wrestler, my guy, guy I talk about all the time yeah. on the show, Kevin Owens, and then probably one of the better female wrestlers out there today, Charlotte, also known. She's Ric Flair's daughter. She's okay. pretty good. Okay. And additional special guests. So who and knows? Last year, the additional special guest was Sting, and I went completely insane. Right, I remember the year that. before that, it was Mick Foley. So. We never, you never know what's going to happen at WWE panel, and I'm very excited. And um, they're still talking about condoms. That's good. That's what the chat's for. <laughs> Let them get it out of their system. Over um, again, also going on at Hall H on Thursday, um, another Doctor Who panel that I won't be able to get into. Which is that, that's gonna, because of that, there's no way Hunger Games is happening. Yeah. So. And this is Peter Capaldi's first appearance at Comic-Con as the, he's the new Doctor. Oh, okay. And... Um, Will probably be Jenna Coleman's last Comic Con. They've already announced that she is being she is leaving the show. Oh. She's getting a new companion. A new companion. Um, and so that's but still it's exciting. It's cool. And uh, and again, no way we're getting in. No, there. absolute, absolute no way. <laughs> I think they're already camping out. I'm now I'm for pretty that. sure the Hunger Games fans are going to get shut out well, because right. the because Doctor Who fans, like on like again on Friday. All the Star Wars fans, even now, even we'll talk about it in a minute, but they, I mean, they've announced that there's no new footage and no trailer, but I still think that that whole, the Star Wars fans are going to overpower the Game of Thrones and Walking Dead fans. Oh, yeah, I think so. And, yeah. I mean, not that those guys won't fight their battle, but, dude. Star Wars fans know all about camping out. I mean, they're the originators yeah, I mean, come on. of camping out. They made movies about them camping out. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And then this was one that was cool. I thought, again, I got a lot of stuff that sounded cool, smaller panels. We got Looney Tunes Legacy, Linda Jones and Ruth Clampett on the Life and Art of Information. So this is Chuck Jones. These are the daughters of Chuck Jones and Bob Clampett, two of the greatest animators of all time. And they're going to be talking about Warner Brothers Animation, and that's awesome. Very cool. Um, I haven't watched this show yet, but I still I really want to. It's on the PlayStation Network. Huh. Um, Powers, which is an amazing graphic novel comic book series. It's stuff. it's basically a Watchmen type thing where superheroes are regulated. It's two cops. One of them is a super who investigates super related crimes. Huh. And cool. it's like a detective series. And it's done by Brian Michael Bendis, Michael Avon Wemming, um, and it's really amazing. And they're doing a show. And it is... Uh, the the main cast guy isn't it's um what's his face from uh, District Nine, the weird name. Oh um yeah. Anyways, I know what you're talking about. But he's not going to be there at this panel. But it's but a couple will. people. Cool. And they're going to be talking about the upcoming Blu-ray and what's coming up for season two. All right. Ooh, this one sounds good. Derek does have a good question. What's that? How do you know when your condoms arrive and it's not some kid DVD or some can opener or something? Like, what if well, your I didn't kid... This time. What if your kid... Because it was seriously... I saw it. It was just an envelope. Yeah, but what if a kid... open the mail. I well, open the mail. What if when kids open the mail and then you... <laughs> they, it's addressed to me, then I open the mail. Okay. That's that's easy enough. But as you saw, I didn't know what it was, and I opened like, oh look, I got a package. You were all excited, and you wouldn't and show like, oh, me. Never mind, you don't get to see what's in here. So then I just put two and two together well, when I saw condoms. Mystery, yeah. Well, because I I actually I've been I've been scoping out the Amazon list ever since I saw that, trying to figure out and what it was. There it was right there. Yep. All right. Well, again, I'm not very good at pulling off capers or anything. So because ever since I saw that, then I wouldn't look at the Amazon <laughs> list. I'm like, oh, those were Phil's that condoms. That was it. Yeah, you solved it. You're a detective now. I'm a detective. Captain Detecto over here. <laughs> All right. Well, and then this is another one that sounded interesting. Get those creative juices flowing. We got Writing 101 with Marv Wolfman, who's like super one of the greatest comic writers. This is cool. Of Eisner Hall of Fame. And he's been writing for 47 years. And he's going to be talking about his writing process from the beginning. This is um, it's a beginning writing class, basically, like how to approach coming up with your plot, story, and theme, how to put them together. Cool. I thought it just seemed like it seemed really cool. It's from three to four p.m. We got then. This is another panel I've always wanted to go this to. It's one, always yeah. very crowded. Yeah. It's one of the popular. It's one of the most popular. This and the quick draw panel are two of the most popular panels for obvious reasons. So this is the Sergio and Mark show. It's Sergio. Aragones and Mark Avanier talking about all their cool stuff and also accompanied by Stan Sakai. And so like it's all these awesome comics dudes talking about cool comic book stuff. And I know Sergio's one of your all time great. I mean, come on, Mad heroes. Magazine. The little like things and the little interstitial yep. things, those are the best. At the same time going on in Hall H, and this is another one that's gonna be nuts, is Con Man. Which is Alan Tudyk from Firefly and Nathan Fillion. It's basically, yeah. um, and it's their their webs. It's going to be a web based series, and um, they're doing. And there's a reason why they're doing it in Hall H. Yep. But uh, you when got you, once you say Firefly or Fillion or any of those things, any of the Whedon verse people, we're not. There's no way you're getting in there on yep. Friday. And then I wanted to plug this Thursday. panel because um, 
My friend Mel Kalo is going to be on the panel. And also, it sounds cool. It's called Nerd Strong. There's a gym in L.A. called Nerd Strong Gym, and it's kind of based around, like, you know, it's working out for nerds. So it's Nerd Strong, getting fit for cosplay, geekdom, and life. And the people from the gym are going to be talking about that. Very cool. And that's on Thursday at uh, from 4 to 5 p.m. in room 14A. Nice. Um, this is one. This was a Benson pick. Pick for Benson there, yeah. Is it like getting chased by bullies on a treadmill or something? I think it's more like you have uh, levels uh, and yeah, like games, points and right? games yeah. and... It's that kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but the, <laughs> it could be an aspect there. I don't know. Yeah, that would, that's a good motivation. But this funny page is one. This was a Benson pick, and I guess they already changed the panelist. Paul F. Tompkins is no longer on it. It's going to be Tom DeLong from oh, okay. Blink One Eight Two, who also just recently did a comic book. Huh. Um, but it's Ben Blacker, and they're going to be doing comics, uh, comics on comic comedians discussing comics. There you go. And it's Ben Blacker from Thrilling Adventure Hour, so that's another. Pop um, would have been cool, though. I thought this just sounded cool. It's um, the new uh, show from the Robot Chicken guys. It's called Super Mansion. Okay. And the, it's a stop-motion animated series. And the voice cast includes um, Brian Cranston, Seth Green, um, and then the Robot Chicken guys. And they're all going to be there. Cool. Scotty Young does have a panel on Thursday. I didn't put it down here, but he wrote Rocket Raccoon. Oh, okay. And he is friends with, I think, Tim Van Autry is friends Oh, them, cool. So. And yeah. he writes... There's so much. There's no way I like, could get it all in here. Yeah. He's been on Comic Energy Night at least okay. once. Okay, okay. But yeah, and he's a cool dude. Very cool. Um, then this was another one of those potentials also because it doesn't say, but I, I, I think the Wachowskis are going to be there. So it's Sense8. It's a Netflix. That's their show. It's their Netflix show. Have you watched it, actually? I haven't. I've heard... People I've, like I've, it. People seem to like it. And um, so I know they, they, they're they very private, but they they went to a Comic-Con panel a couple years ago, and I know for their really passionate... Something they're really passionate about. They don't do... They, they do now. They have done a couple. I'm telling you. Well, one way or another... Now that Lana is like out and out and about, I guess see they've done more public well, appearance stuff. Since it's in a room five A B, that's a small room. It's a small room. Though that's that might be tough to get into. But it's the first there. panel discussion and it's gonna be hosting <laughs> Derek, I have a question about the path of Neo game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what they want to be talking about. Yeah. That'd be good. Hey. How, do I, how do I beat the level hey. five? I'm stuck can in the water you, level. Can you help me out? Um, well, anyways, it, but it is hosted by J. Michael Straczynski, which is right. a big deal, but anyways, we'll see. Um, but this is the panel that we'll be at. Um, Mad About Mad. Mad this you got is, it. I've been, this I've is been your year about. to get to a Mad panel. It was, that was, it was in my top five panels that I've been As to. As a subscriber to the magazine, I should be there. Did you get your magazine? No. So I guess uh, did you magazine did, subscriptions are the worst? They're man. the worst. <laughs> Phil was not there last year because I think he went, went to, to Key, Key and Peel. Went to Key and Peel, which I don't regret. I, that was a lot of fun. So it wasn't the worst. But and he it called was you. A tough call. Oh, Derek just called you a mad, mad poser. poser. I have my subscription that doesn't show up to my house. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be the editor, and then they usually they get it, whoever. Last year they had some like really old dudes, 
and Sergio and well yeah well that's good and they give out prizes for people to ask questions and it's like original Mad Prince and like all really? kinds of stuff so you gotta be come up all with right. oh it says prizes will be awarded for most moronic oh I've got some dumb questions, questions man well you can get up there and you can get a free thing why didn't they ever answer my letter I've been writing to them for how decades. many letters did you send I don't know probably several I don't what would you exactly. send them letters about I just remember all the letters I would write to them were ways because if they printed your letter, then you would get a year subscription to Mad. Yeah. And if it was like the best, I can't remember what the deal they had, but for like the dumbest one, they give you like a three year subscription. So basically, all you my letters were just writing things. them, trying to get them to give me a subscription. Hey, I should, you should give me one because blah, blah, blah. It was just stupid. Like, I don't know why I thought they would, but they still should have because I wanted a subscription <laughs> for free. Well,. Well, yeah, if you had a celebrity to pose with the magazine, that's a three-year, but that's a more recent thing. I'm talking about, this was in the 80s, this was like 10-year-old Phil writing a Mad Magazine, <laughs> so a little different. Um, yes, well, years later, that, that is the case now. So Another um, panel that we got here um, featuring a friend of ours, Jonathan London, will be on part of the Miami Vice 30th Anniversary Retrospective. So this features people from the show and from the comic um, from uh, Lion Forge Studios. So from the show, you got uh, you got Michael Talbot, you got Olivia Brown, you got Edward James Olmos, Edward James Olmos, man, and the creator of Miami Vice, Anthony Yurkovich. No Don Johnson though, huh? Thanks, I couldn't get him. bothered, huh? Nah. What's the other guy? The other guy. I can't remember what his name is. Crockett and Tubbs. Yeah. No Crockett, no Tubbs. They should have the guy who did the uh, stunt coordination for the stunt show at Universal Studios. Why isn't that? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be rad. That was a great show. It was. That's cool. So they're going to be talking about that. That seems cool. Vanilla Ice is going to be there doing his. You just told me. You told me how you just watched one of these shows. Yeah. It's Comedy Central's Drunk History and Another Period. Another Period is the one that I watched. And so this is going to have the Drunk History people and from. And then from uh, and then kill him. and then from uh, another period we got you got Natasha um, Legaro and Ricky Lindholm you got Michael Ian Black David Wayne Christina Hendricks Jason Ritter and Paget Brewster that's a pretty good lineup there but Taryn Killam will be there for the uh, drunk history right, right. which Taryn Killam had a it's funny seeing who like what people did before they because I've been watching How I Met Your Mother. Joe Manganiello from uh, from um, True Blood was a recurring character. One of their he was their like dumb friend. The one when they go on the when they go on um, the bachelor party, he just like he just goes off oh, and yeah. plays crafts and he has yeah. his shirt off all the time. That's Joe Manganiello. And then Taryn Killam is one of Marshall's coworkers. Like he's one of like the jerk lawyer guys. Huh. And he's in a bunch of episodes. Saturday, when he was on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe concurrently. I don't know. Um, maybe if I get a chance to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, his name was Brad. Went to love. I went to high oh, school no. with him. But the, yeah, um, Manginello was Brad. But Taryn Killam... Taryn Killam... Who went to my high school. Went to, I think from he was like Big two Bear. years behind me or something. You ever, did you ever hang out with him? No. Okay, he was like two years, maybe even three years younger than me. I can't remember exactly. Matthew know him? No, it would be David. It would have been like David. David know him? I know he knew of him. I don't know how well I knew him. But he's from Big Bear? He's from Big Bear. He went to my high school. Well, maybe if you see him James at Comic-Con. Harden, who we had on our show, um, he was in a play with him at um, 
and Big Bear High School. And just recently, Taron Killam was on, I think it was on Conan or some talk mm-hmm. show, and he talked about this experience of being in this play <laughs> oh, yeah. that James was in. That's how I saw it, as he posted a link to it. And he, like, you know, was talking about, like, the director of it, who was one of my music teachers, who I was in a play that he directed also. And he's talking about him, Reno Holler, who's a guy that we knew, uh, our teacher. And so James Schlarmer had a lot closer connection well, with him. Maybe we're running uh, into Taron Killam. We could talk to him about Big Bear. That'd be cool. I'm telling you, I saw the play he was in. Yeah. So, But he was like, I think he got in like the chorus or something in the play. So he did not get the lead role. Well, anyways. <laughs> but... But it's just cool. It's funny seeing him like in a very small role on. Yeah. Like he has a few lines in a couple episodes, and sometimes <laughs> he doesn't even have lines. And it's funny. Um, we also got um, this one. Sounds really <laughs> nuts. Um, the world premiere of Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. Nice. Um, and. On the panel will be Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. <laughs> Moderating the panel will be Kevin Smith, who also has a role in the movie. I don't know if it's as himself or somebody else. And then you've got Matthew Lillard and the Scooby-Doo people. I just, this panel is going to be kind of nuts. That's pretty funny. Like, you got Gene Simmons, who talks a storm. you got Kevin up there. you got Paul Stanley. And then you got the Scooby-Doo people. And then you got Matthew Lillard. Hall H. That's Maybe a by then, panel. though, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But then at eight thirty, really the only one anyone really only needs panel to know about. you need to know about on Thursday: Web Comics Advocates and the Web Comics Gathering. Phil Vecchio, Brendan Creasy, moderated by Josh Anderson, also featuring Patrick Scullin. Now the cool part about Room Four, eight thirty p.m. Thursday. Be there. The cool part about this time slot, and we kind of talked about this before, but. The gathering aspect, we can afterwards, say afterwards we're going to free we're going soda to free room. soda room because we know that's what we'd be doing anyways. We should probably call it what it actually is called so people can find it. <laughs> Do you get reserved seats? You get oh. yeah, front row if you get there <laughs> sure. before someone else sits there. <laughs> um, if no one shows up, can I just keep pitching? Things? You only get you only get sixty seconds. <laughs> no, thirty. Was it thirty seconds? Oh, that's right. We seconds. cracked down on it. Well, because we. <laughs> You get 30 60 seconds. seconds is too much. 60, yeah, give someone it, 60 seconds and they will go on. But it's going to be awesome. Even well, if, if it's just Derek there, can we just keep giving him the 30 if, seconds? If there is, I don't know. I'm not going to guarantee that, no. So once you give Derek 30 seconds, I don't know. I don't know what he'll do with it, but I know this could come back to bite me. I'm pretty sure. Um, before our panel in that same room? I don't know. Do we know? Mm. What's before? Uh, I'm not sure. But what I do know is we looked at the schedule <laughs> beforehand, advocates. and um, there's not – I mean, there are a few other things competing really? with it, but it's nothing like when we had it earlier in the day. The trick is, will a bunch of people come late at night like that? I don't know. Um, but uh, it's exciting. One way or another, with just our friends and family and stuff that are coming, we've got at least like 10 people that will be there, so – you know, it won't be a completely empty room. But I, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think that because there's not a lot of competition, you know, directly related to what we're doing, I think... Uh, what room is it? It's room four. I think we could have a decent turnout. So we'll see. Let's see. We're the last... So oh. before we got gen- Generations in Conversation, Terry Brooks. That's like a huge author. Yeah. So there's like this giant author right before us. Okay. And then immediately following us, is they're doing a screening, screening of Kingsman, of Kingsman and the Secret, Secret Service. Service. That's good. That's a good little pocket to be in there. 
And then they're showing Guardians, and then Guardians of, the Galaxy. of the Galaxy after that in our room. So they're showing movies till like super late. That's pretty cool. Huh. Well, yeah, hey. so that's. I mean, so that's good, right? I mean, that's, yeah. Well, I'm really excited for that WWE panel. Well, I'm really excited for the R panel and the R panel. Yes, of course. Uh, it's gonna be good. We got some different. We're gonna be mixing it up a little bit as far as how we run it and stuff. But uh, got some more audience participation. Some, some audience participation things, and then again the hangout afterwards. So that'll be cool. Free soda rooms. Derek hates audience participation. I know. That's how could you? How could you involve me? Well, let's move on to Friday. Um, again, and I've been looking for some creative panels. We got writing for TV from first draft to getting staffed. So it's just the whole TV Good. writing process. Which again, we're working on TV writing, so I thought that might might be some intelligent things. It talks about writing a spec script that will stand out. Very good. So I just thought that was cool. And again, like well, like I said, like I like to at least mention <laughs> some things that Throw are going on. Stuff. What's going on in Hall H at the time? That's Walking Dead. So if you're not, if you because you're going to be camping out all day Thursday basically to get your wristband, and then if you want a good spot, then you're camping out overnight. If you're just now hearing about this by listening to our podcast, you've already missed. You it. probably <laughs> already missed out. It's already, it's already happened. Already gone, man. <laughs> so yeah, and um, it's going to be Chris Hardwick, and he's also he's hosting the he's also moderating the Star Wars panel. Nice. They just announced that he's all over the place. He's kind of the moderator to the stars. Him and Ralph Garman do a lot of high profile moderating. It's pretty cool. Um, then we got and then so again, I was looking for some cool stuff. We got Twisted Roots of the Comic Industry. So there's some dudes, and they're going to be talking about. They're going to reveal the stories of the gangsters, bootleggers, and eccentric geniuses who founded the comic book business. Interesting. And it's moderated by Michael Uslan, who Producer produced the all the Batman movies. movies. And he's got a... Because basically... I mean, we talked about this on Popsicles, but he was the dude that just, like, nobody wanted the rights to Batman in the 70s, so he just bought them. Huh. And then it took him forever to finally get the movies made, but now that dude's... Can you, can you even imagine? If you, like, all of them, including Burton ones? Yep. Everything. Oh, he owns the rights. He is the rights holder. Because he just, yeah. He just bought him up. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Smart guy. Smart genius guy. Huh. All right, that's cool. What's this? All, All right, then we got Fear Walking. the Walking Dead, which is the spinoff. Spin-off. So that's following yeah. also in Hall H. And that's going to be featuring the cast and everybody. And then in room four, which is the same room that our okay. is in, we got Archie Forever. They're talking about Archie. 75 years of Archie. Now this is what was it? Was it the comics on comics when they were going on about Archie yeah. for a long time? Okay, this is actually about Archie. But this is like a full-on Archie. That's cool. So kind of cool. And then we got from novel to comic to film. This is another Hugh Howie because well, it sounds like there's. I mean, I've heard about it. It says Wool is in development with Ridley Scott. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. So it would be cool to talk about. Um, it'd be cool to hear him talk about that. And also just hearing him talk about, like, it's the dude that wrote the Book of Eli and Jimmy Palmati. He, he was a guest on Bagged and Boarded when I was there. So there are some cool nice. people. And they're going to be talking about novels to comics to film and novel from novel to comic to film. Transitioning, turning books into other forms of pop culture. I just thought that was entertaining. Cool. But I really want to go to Rick and Morty. Nice. Dan Harmon. Um, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. And other cast members, which probably means, I mean, Chris Parnell as 
on that and some other people. And, nice. And um, I just think that's going to be very – Dan Harmon is always entertaining and inappropriate. Definitely. On, I mean, we watched him call a kid Pikachu because yeah. he was Asian. <laughs> yeah. That's still no my filters. favorite. He has no filters. <laughs> We've seen, like, super happy Dan Harmon. We've seen angry like, shows about to be canceled. Like, I remember that Paley Fest where he genuinely was like, I think the show might be canceled. Yeah. That, I think that was, like, season three. Yeah. And he was just like, oh. he was just like, oh, he was so <laughs> just like, guys, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yep. So and I think I, probably a little toasted. Yeah. Uh, also, well, well then, well, the best was freaking Starburns. Oh yeah. And he was like really drunk oh, and gosh. cursing he was like, and he was cussing at children. Yeah. <laughs> That was like uncomfortable. It was so, and you could see all the other panelists. And that was like a bunch of the like, because like Ken Marino, like all those, the Rob Hubel, and even those guys were like, uh, Mandy Moore was there. Mandy Moore, yeah, (laughs) and he said some really inappropriate things to her. That was the that that's still that's still one of my top five. Like just for the well that and then like the great like Axe Cop stuff. Oh yeah. What I don't I don't remember. I remember, remember he everything was, out of his mouth. He was, was openly like, like hitting on her. Yeah, like just wildly inappropriate the entire time. He was. I really, don't remember details other than we were really like, oh my gosh, like what is he saying? Yeah, it was amazing. So yeah, so that was good. That was really fun. But anyways, Rick and Morty in the Bayfront. I'm really excited about that, and I think I, I have you watched the show at all yet? I watched like one episode and it was great. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. it's so inappropriate, but it's so yeah hilarious. Um, then this was another one that seemed um, were they uncomfortable? I, it was getting uncomfortable. Comic Con, they turned his mic off. Oh yeah, and the people on stage were definitely getting uncomfortable because he was he seriously was cussing at children. Yeah, was, and just yeah, like yeah, was, they 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 cut him. Yeah. So and then yeah. it's Dino being Dino, Dino, Dino? Stamatopoulos, Stam- yeah. but yeah, he was just getting very like at one point because <laughs> it, it was no but like because I guess Harmon reigns him in a lot. And Harmon wasn't there, yeah. and so he was just like on his own, like just yeah. He had he had no one to rein him in, no one to filter him. It was it was quite a thing. All right, what's next? Ooh, Disney animators? Yeah, Disney animators. It's they've got they've got the oldest there's the panelists, so it's all animators. The oldest one is um from Lady and the Tramp. Nice. And we've got people Ron going Ron all Ron. the way from it says spanning Lady and the Tramp to Mona, like the brand new one. New, oh, okay. With featuring the rock. Wow. And so that's from Little Mermaid. So again, like if you're if you're about Disney animation, this is probably the ultimate That's cool. And of course, Valley oh, Moana. Moana. Not Mona. Is that Mona? That probably makes, makes more, more sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see Valiant? The uh, pigeons? The pi- I think I've The war pigeons? Of, yeah, I've, I've seen bits of that it. That was definitely a low point. That was definitely a... Well, didn't they buy that from yeah, somebody? I think they made it. I think they just like licensed it or some ridiculous it's thing. It's about Angela's... Is it about... Oh, Mona. Angela's Mona. Mona. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah. I just watched How I Met Your Mother where they're having a debate. Over. About who was the boss. And Barney said Mona. And I'm like, I think that is. I think it was Mona. Wasn't there like a whole. Uh, I think there was a community. community there was a community too. Yeah. too. My courtesy. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I think it kind of. I think Mona was kind of like really the boss. I mean, Angela is obviously like on paper the boss. Andrew said community did it better, probably. But I think Mona. 
was like the real boss. Well, maybe they should have been calling her Moana the whole time. Hmm. That's that's the real question. You did a lot of ideas that it thought it that I. <laughs> Uh, Minority Report? Oh, yeah. I just put this just because there's a show about Minority Report I didn't even know oh, okay. existed. Yeah, and um, it's got uh, it's got Stark Sands from Lewin Davis. Huh. That's interesting. I thought it was like they just decided to do a panel on a movie from 2002. Oh, it's in continuity, not a reboot. So it's like a... Oh. That's crazy. Okay. So there you okay. go. Time crimes, precogs, all that I, stuff. I like that movie. I thought it was good. I did too. Um, then we got Ghostbusters, which is it's going to be Sony, IDW, and Cryptozoic talking about all the new Ghostbusters stuff. Nice. Not the actual movie. No, I think it's all the like consumer products. Right, right, right. Okay. And it's from Sony Pictures consumer products, so merchandise and and then the comics, which the IDW comics they are good stuff. Really great and. Um. Yeah, it was. I really liked it too, Derek. And I remember people on the VA board, VSQ Skew board, giving me a lot of crap. What about about um about uh, Minority Report? Oh, okay. I remember I I had the audacity to like link to my blog, and then a bunch of I remember it was I almost left the Kevin Smith board because some idiots were picking apart every single thing I posed. They're like, look at this moron. He liked Minority Report. He liked Harry Knowles' book. He liked this. And I was like, what? I like those stuff. Screw you guys. <laughs> All right. It was very just like eye-opening. Like, oh, this is what the internet is capable of ruining your, That's destroying your soul. That's what happens when you put it out there. And I remember clearly being like, let me see your guys' blogs. So I could be like, oh, we don't have any. I'm like, oh, well, screw you guys. <laughs> We're getting in that fight. Yep. It was a lost cause. Anyways, that Ghostbusters stuff sounds cool. We've also got 40th anniversary of ILM panel. That's which cool. Which, imagine all the cool stuff that they're going to be talking about on there. I mean, that's 40 years of special effects wizardry. We've yeah. got, again, because I think, yeah, the, the, the Friday is Adult Swim, so they're going to the whole right. block. Because there's also, like, I know I didn't put it on there because I, really, I don't really watch the show, but there's, like, the last... Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force panel because okay. the show's ending and like some other stuff. But you got Mike Tyson minis- mysteries and Mike Tyson's gonna be there. And is he gonna be that? I yeah. mean, that's season. Seeing him might be worth it there. Well, he was there last year, but I never made it in there. Um, this is one of those Amazon shows that I thought sounded cool because your brother actually was telling me about it. Okay, it's called The Man in the High Castle. And it's an alternate history oh, yeah, about yeah. like if the Allied powers had lost World War had II. lost World War Two and yeah. the Axis, so the world was controlled by Japan and Germany, and that's what this show is about. That's cool. And so they talk about it, and you got all the cast that's going to be there, and the producer um, going on in Hall H at the same time. Um, yet another Game of Thrones panel that I will not yet. <laughs> um, this should be interesting though, because there's a lot of. People are angry about the show, which I think is stupid, but it's their so opinion. Interesting to see how they so, uh, since it's a Q and A. Well, also if because um, yeah, it's um, interesting that some people are not listed on being on the panel, so it's wondering if they will show up, and we'll see. Have any Netflix shows at panels at Comic-Con? No, Derek and I were just talking about this. Like, the Marvel... Like, we went to the Marvel TV panel last year thinking 
that they, they would have Daredevil. Have. Nope. And no. this year they're also not on. Wonder why that is. Who knows? Maybe Netflix likes to keep their cards. Well, they've been close doing pretty well deck. with what they're doing. Because then, so. but like you think about it, like if if they're if this is not the time, like how what better like Daredevil? They have a huge hit right yeah, now yeah. their season two is filming right now they just saw pictures by the way yeah. right. and then um aka jessica jones is about to um so Jessica, that's about so i think i think it might just be netflix's strategy hmm. well mm-hmm. it's, it's working for them because so. i guess we did we didn't really know much of anything going into daredevil oh. and they just kind of dropped that on and i guess and and that, but sense eight does have a panel so Maybe just the Marvel ones, and I don't know. Maybe it's a Marvel Netflix thing. They just mm, they don't need it. Um, then we got another cool looking, uh, yeah, cool looking one. Um, how comic books took over Hollywood, um, featuring. Um, I thought I just thought the panelists seemed cool. It's uh, it's the Marvel editor in chief, Axel Alonso, the director of Fanboys. And then Paul Dini. Nice. And they're talking about um, um, comic book movies. Okay. And also emphasizing how this is a new thing and you guys all need to chill out because <laughs> we're all realizing this great dream and people are crapping all over it. Yep. And I'm worried that, like, what if, what if somebody starts listening to the naysayers? Don't listen. So we're I, happy about this. So I think this is the, one of the subjects of this panel is like, hey. The world is awesome right now. Yeah, chill out, everybody. Because it's like, why Hollywood gets comic book storytelling now? For decades, it didn't. And it didn't for decades. So everybody, stop it. <laughs> um, in Barroom 20, there, like we just said, there Speaking is the Marvel account. television panel. which But it is just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, just like last year. Which are great shows. Yeah. But, uh, but if you want to go to that panel like we did, you got to wait. you got to sit through a lot of garbage. There, yeah. But we did get those cool lanyards. So, well... If you want the lanyard. Oh, they might give out something different this year. It's true. And they did tell us that the lanyards were going to do something, and then they never told us what they were going to do. Hmm. And we never found out. So I don't know. I think it was just a tease. Um, we got Robot Chicken, Continuing the Adult Swim. That's always a fun one. And then this is another one that I... This is, I think this is on my muscle list. This is one that I'm willing to sit around for for a little bit. Well, so we might get to... We might be at the Indigo... We might be at the Robot Chicken panel because yeah. we'll be hanging out in the Indigo Ballroom... Because in the Indigo Ballroom at 4 p.m. is Bob's Burgers featuring everybody. Lauren Bouchard also created Home Movies and Dr. Katz. Um, executive producer Jim Daughtry. Even the hilarious cast, H. John Benjamin, Dan Mitz, Eugene Merman, John Roberts, Kristen Shaw, Larry Murphy. Entertaining with never-before-seen footage followed by a Q&A panel discussion. I think that is on my must that's, list. That, again, of all the things, that's the one I'm willing to wait for. I mean, you know, r- within reason. I'm not going to do like five hours, but... Well, we might... If, I, if, we, if we have to sit through a few... Rope, well, like, that's worth it, because there's interesting the adult stuff swim, beforehand. So, so, we'll, be so we might be spending... We might be in the Indigo Ballroom on Friday. I'm cool with that. Um, I had this panel on here, but then I watched a clip of the show, and it looked stupid, and it has nothing to do with the movies. MTV's Scream... <laughs> Show so you cancel your recommendation I, of that. I'm, it's off because I just show looks Never real mind. dumb. So strike that. Um, this one, this is the Nerdist podcast megacast. That's cool. It's it's one of the Horton Grand Theater ticketed events. Okay. Um, also, it's during Bob's Burgers. But if I had to, if I had a good alternate, because you've got 
from you got from Jonah Radio and Nerdist. You got Jonah Ray from You Made It Weird. You got Pete Holmes, who I love, Pete Holmes, and then you got Emily and Kumail from the Indoor Kids. Nice, mm, they're amazing. He's in everything and Silicon Valley and all this stuff. And then Sandra from Sex Nerd Sandra. She's also a comedian, but that that should be very entertaining if you because they give out the tickets. So you have to be there like eight in the morning because they give out the tickets to the Horton in the in the sales pavilion, and there's only a hundred seats or no two hundred. So that's probably not happening. They think there's two hundred seats. That was like that's not cool though. Yeah. Um, then right after Boz, following Boz Burgers in the Indigo Ballroom, which makes sense because H. John Benjamin is still there. He's already there. Um, is Archer. Very entertaining. Um, then here is the I call this the Big Dogs web comics panel. Yep. On Friday in room twenty nine AB, you have in your own time web comics on your own schedule. But this is um, Mark Wade, who is a legitimate comics, but he also has a web comic. And then Matthew Inman of the Oatmeal, which is probably right now the most successful, right. most b- biggest web comic in the world. Yep. Um, gets freaking millions of hits a day. And Penny Arcade is big, but I feel like Penny Arcade is still is very niche for gamers. Everybody, I, everybody, like yeah. you look, everybody shares Oatmeal on Facebook yeah. all over. The, you uh, yeah. see Oatmeal way more than you see Penny Arcade. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think obviously Penny Arcade guys are doing very well still, but I think that they might not be at the peak they were in fact a couple years Derek ago. you say you've never seen it I bet you, you have, have seen it, even if you, you just don't, don't know, know yeah. that you've seen it because it's one of those ones that everybody you, if you look down your feed someone shared it every day yeah anyways um, so he's going to be there he's actually a featured guest at Comic Con so and then you got Ali Bosch from Hyperbole and a Half Laura Innes from The Dreamers these are like big these are big which is cool that ours is before theirs, yeah. so no one's gonna like be burned out on it. Also, I want you know, be but yeah, I, we I like also got Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Seth MacFarlane. Um, McFarlane, Family yeah, Guy, close enough. Seth yeah. MacFarlane, um, but that's Cosmos is cool and Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I just found out that Neil deGrasse Tyson was an extremely successful and um, prolific amateur wrestler. Really? Yes, I did not know that. So there you go. Um, Lucas, oh, so Hall H, we already talked about this. So they did just announce today, Entertainment Weekly ruined a bunch of people's Comic Cons by, but also probably saved people some time. True. By J.J. Abrams said no new footage and no trailer in the Lucasfilm panel. But it will be Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, Lawrence Kasdan, and special guests, which means they're probably, as Derek said on Popsicles, they're going to wheel... They're gonna wheel Harrison Ford up there. Yeah, there's uh, I, there's no way we're gonna get into that. But what if that would be cool? I w- don't even what if that. I mean, this is this is again. You get you get what in if someone gets a bracelet and then does like one of those page hey. forward things and says, "Hey, you guys look like you like Star Wars," and gives it to us. It is the rumor was the same for Celebration, but I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? They do like to mess with people. And then we got iZombie special video presentation because I just thought iZombie is pretty cool and Rob Thomas is entertaining and it's, yeah. Nice. And that's in Ballroom from... 20. 
that that's going to be crazy. And then Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are going to be there. I, I mean, I'm still shocked that this actually seems to be happening. There was an official picture. This is real. It's happening. Huh? Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV show. What's it? Is it going to be on something? Like it's on stars. It's on star- okay. But you got you got some other Raimi regulars. Um, Lucy Lawless, of course. So of course. I just I, I'm amazed that this is actually real It'd and really happening. Cool to see Bruce Campbell in person, and uh, so that's crazy. Um, we got oh, and then this was another Horton Grand Theater that I know you would because it's your this dream. Is this one, is though. Phil's dream panel. It is. Um, are would you get there at eight in the morning? Are you gonna? Are you considering? There's no way that I could. What I if you? I won't physically be able to. This but. is M Night Shyamalan and Jason Bloom talking yeah. about your ultimate movie that you're so I'm you're, very excited about. This is the the ultimate. I feel to me this. I get. I you're super excited. I feel like this is the. This is the convergence. See, Derek's Derek's hope. He says because nobody will go. No, nobody no. cares about this. You, it's Shyamalan. It doesn't matter. At Comic Con, there is enough people there that there are actually other people that like. There are other. Like there's, there's, there's other. There's there. at least ten thousand fills. Yeah, there's more than enough to fill. <laughs> what you said there's like two hundred tickets or something. Yeah, there's at least two hundred people. They have to not mention his name in his ads for his movies. That's, that's how much people hate Shyamalan. No, I understand. Even though people are wrong, I get it. Do you think it? Do you think it'll? What if it's full of people? What if it's full of Shyamalan haters and they just start throwing? You need to be there to defend I want him. To be there. In fact, in fact, if we make it into Rotten Tomatoes this year, we're not because it's the same time as Kevin's panel. Oh well, never mind then. But if we did, I would have done a Shyamalan movie or all of them. You just done all of you, just but, gone down but the he's going to be there. So what if? What if? Okay, let's let's do a hypothetical right now. We're in the gas lamp. We're walking somewhere. You bump into M. Night Shyamalan. I will say thank you. I believe in you. I <laughs> love The Village and Lady in the Water was my favorite movie of that year. And you're the best, Shyamalan. Let me protect you. But what if he says, but how did you feel about the happening? I'd be like, I'm sorry. Even I couldn't follow you there. <laughs> <laughs> Even Shyamalan would think you were a troll if he told you. That's no, I wouldn't be lying, though. Unless he wanted me to like praise the happening, Knight wouldn't believe you. That In would which be, case, what if, what if you're like, no, I'm your biggest fan. I swear, I'm your fan. I went and saw. I still think that this the is last the last Airbender and liked it. <laughs> My God, please let me be your friend. I still your, think I defend you. I on still my show. think this movie is gonna be like this is the singularity that's gonna like break the world. Because it's, it's going to be so awesome. Blum, it's Blum. Yep. And it's the ultimate thing put together. That they, Those paths should not cross. They definitely should. I think it's great. That trailer looks so stupid. No, it doesn't. It's awesome. Oh, evil. Oh, there's, and it's found footage. And it's, it's amazing. It's, and it's just stupid. And I know there's going to be some stupid twist. And there's going to be stupid jump scares. It's just, it's everything horrible combined to one double horrible thing. All the things that I love in a good scary movie. It looks great. We're definitely on opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, and and just for the record, Derek, I'll tell you, Phil likes um, Wayward Wayward Pines. Pines. (laughs) I haven't finished it yet. Listen to this guy. I think it's really good. Derek just passed out. That's good. Because I think I'm right. I think he does good work. <laughs> Y'all are 
people that don't know what you're talking about because it's good. Well, Phil, if you end up in there, I hope you. I you, would love. I will. I will make an effort. The panel will just be you. That I would. That would be amazing. Just Shyamalan and Phil. I'll co-write a movie with him. I'll be like, please let me write with you. Please. <laughs> that that would be my dream right now. It'll be you pitching. I'll do it. I'll, I'll pitch to him. All right. I well, got a good scary movie or two uh, that I could pitch. Here's one for fans of real things. Phil pitching wide awake too. Here's things for like real things that are good. Um, <laughs> going back in time, a discussion and Q and A with filmmakers behind the Back to the Future feature documentary. So these guys are making a feature length documentary because it is the other yesterday. Um, wait, no, Friday was the 30th anniversary right. of Back to the Future. And so they also have Dean Cundy, who is the was the cinematographer on all three Back to the Future films. And Hook. And Jurassic Park. Nice. He's going to be there. That's a panel I would want to go to and learn things from. Definitely. Not listen to Shyamalan and Blum just talk about their bull crap. If I had to pick between the two and I had an opportunity to go to either of them, I would easily pick... M. Night. There is no question. <laughs> My gosh. Now, if, like, if, I mean, if there was different people, if, if we were going to see Michael J. Fox there, then, you know, that would be an easier decision. But given what I'm told right there, I would easily pick M. Night. Well, whatever. Um, then it also, <laughs> something else I would want to mention was Kung, did you watch Kung Fury? I have not yet. It's on no. YouTube. I it's awesome. Like the, I watched the trailer. Well, there's going to be a panel for it, and David Hasselhoff and all the other cast will be there, and it's pretty amazing. Um, and uh, that's a panel. Yeah, that's a panel. We got the if you like your Warner Brothers cartoon animated, you got the world premiere of Justice League: Gods and Monsters. All right, and, and a lot of people on that. You got you got uh, Michael C. Hall as Batman. You got Benjamin Bratt as Superman. You got Jason Isaacs as Lex Luthor. So that's a pretty good voice cast. It's a pretty cool. Pretty you got good. Tamo Pinkett. And Bruce Timm's return to the animated movies, as Derek mentioned. So Nice. It's cool. Um, C. Thomas Howell. Paget Brewster. There you go. She's in everything. Okay, how about this one? I just put it because it seemed interesting. No, but this is great. This is your oh, chance to redeem Ian, yourself. I can redeem myself with Ian Ziering. Dude, come on. Well, Sharknado 3. You got Ian Ziering, Tara Reid, and Cassie Cerbo, and David Hasselhoff. Talking about Sharknado 3. We should go to that and you should say, hey, I still do my podcast. We have passes. Please still come on my show. We have passes to Kevin's panel, so no. So that's true. That's at the same time. Kevin's going to be doing a panel for Yoga Hosers and it will be featuring casts from... Now this is his regular thing too, right? Yes, so it'll be as usual. It says Ask Kev Questions. Be talking about Mallrats 2. And it'll be the world premiere of the trailer for Yoga Hosers. But Derek's already seen the whole movie. That's true. So no spoilers, Derek. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. He said, shh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Okay. It's very respectful. We don't know anything. Don't know anything. That's capital shh to you. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, at the same time, could have had your moment of glory, but we got to make good choices. It's too bad. Well, here's the thing, too. Let's say, even if we didn't have the, the Kevin thing... Who knows if we'd actually have gotten into, you know. Derek's gotten popular. in there twice. And it's doable. I'm just saying it's a very popular one. Well, it's the Rotten Tomatoes panel. So I will not be uh, making an appearance this time. 
But you know, when uh, when they return or whatever, still kind of ruined Rotten Tomatoes. I made Rotten Tomatoes awesome because I won. I won Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Everyone has to give a Phil movie, and that's not what it's about. It's it's the truth. Awesome. It's about sharing the truth. And that's Friday, so we finish Friday with Kevin. Yeah. I'll have to run back over from the M Night thing to make it in time, but I think I think it ends <laughs> in like six, right? It's about polarizing movies. That is polarizing. There are lots of people. There's not a lot of people are on your side. Oh no, there are millions of dollars worth of people on my side, and Rotten Tomato scores on my side. All of the ones I said were all were all fresh on the Rotten Tomatoes thing. So it's not not a lot of people on your side. It's not a lot of movie nerds on my side, but the general population agrees with me. So burn. I'm, I'm talking. Burn. To, I'm talking to Derek right now. Burn. Oh, okay. Because Derek's the one that doesn't. That's saying that you. Well, burn to Derek. I don't know. I'm burning someone. All right. Let's, what's on Friday? No. That what's on Saturday? Saturday. Saturday's big. Where are we at? Oh, an hour and a half. We're doing good. All right. We got. SpongeBob SquarePants. They're going to be doing a live reading. That's pretty cool. Tom Kenny. A live performance. Um, table read um, of the Idiot Box episode. I don't know about that episode, but you watched the show. It's featuring Tom Kenny, Bill Fagerbacky, Roger Bumpus, and Dee Bradley. That's and really cool. then all the other people from the show. Sweet. And... Uh, and then, and then also, if you're in the old also reunion happening at the same time, we got Land of the Lost as the original with Sid and Marty Croft. Oh, I thought like Will Ferrell was going to come and host it with uh, Danny. Well, there was the there was the '80s one. Well, that's true. That's true. Which wasn't as good. Okay. Well, I, but the movie one was really bad. I never watched it. I tried to like it, but it was bad. <laughs> I did not like it. It's got Anna Friel. I did not like it. Uh. Um, then I thought this sounded cool. It's a comic called March with Congressman John Lewis, who was part of the Selma. Oh, and okay. It's about the Selma March nice. and the March on Washington. And you still haven't watched Selma, and it's really good. And Derek's like boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those. It seems kind of interesting, it's meaningful, and well, and it's a congressman. It's also at ten a.m. It's so kind of cool that this gets it. It's yeah, be tough. Um, and then, well, then you know what else is at 10 a.m. and you might miss again. It's going to be tough. You were right across and you're still saying you might not be I there. I feel tired just thinking about getting we'll up be, somewhere that early. Don't you want to go to Last Man on Earth? Of course I do. Because you didn't get to, you missed the WonderCon panel. Look at that. And January Jones is going to be there. She wasn't at the, and Christian Shaw's going to be there. She wasn't at ours. That's amazing. But Lord isn't going to be there and we got Lord. You got Lord. I got Shaw. Not Lord the Singer. Lord. <laughs> Miller and Lord. Miller and Lord. Lord and Miller. I got Chris and Shaw. Yeah. Well, if you can make it to the 10 we'll a.m. We'll see if I can get up that Indigo early. Ballroom panel. All right. I'll Are you going to try and get up? I'll do, I mean, I'd do my best. But I'm not going to make any guarantees that I will be there at 10 a.m. It's got to count backwards. That means I'm getting up at like 8. And that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Well, then we got the... The, again, Saturday is the day of uh, the um, vague Hall H panel yeah. descriptions because we got Brothers. a sneak peek from Warner Brothers, which Batman, Suicide Squad, and then Justice League and what other DC stuff they're going to ruin. 
<laughs> so pretty optimistic about all that? Super yeah, optimistic. Okay. Um, ooh, this oh, yeah, one. the Batman. They just announced that. The What's standalone that? Batman movie directed. Oh, directed by, by ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. They'll probably announce that. That'll probably be the best thing because he's a good director. Like, I like all his movies he's directed. Yeah, we'll see. Come on. I'm 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 still I'm Come just on, dude. I I'm, I I'm pro that as long as it's I just Come on. He's a great director. Yeah, I agree with that part. I just I don't know yet. I'm all, I'm very iffy about Batman. Nah. All right. I'm next on the I'm school. optimistic. Why is Batman's neck so fat? I don't even know. I don't understand. If you question. looked at the new they have a picture now on it his, no, his neck's no pretty fat. I don't know. It looks weird. Muscles. It looks weird. He's got muscles. It looks weird. He's got muscles. He can't turn his neck. That's well, weird. How are you supposed that's to how fight? Batman's always been. Look at no. Keaton. Come on, man. Keaton had more movement than this one. No, Keaton had no movement. Have you ever watched like the compilations of him like not being able to turn? It's true. They did fix it in Dark Knight. I don't know. Maybe they're going back. And now to it's they're going back. Okay, <laughs> it's nostalgia. All right. Well, we'll see. Um. The next one looks cool. And then we got Andre the Giant, Man Behind the Legend. I didn't know that there was another Andre the Giant autobiographical. Because huh. Box Brown wrote one. It's amazing. And so this, I guess, is the authorized. Okay. Because it is. His daughter's going to daughter's be, gonna be there. And they're going to be talking about Andre the Giant. And that sounds cool. Surprise guest. Maybe Carrie Ellis will be there. Maybe. He'll talk about his book. Maybe it'll be zombie Andre the Giant. <laughs> Totally. Ah. That's totally not, not inappropriate at all. That, that would be really well what if received. It's, what, if, what if actual Andre the Giant comes in there? No, if someone comes in and adds that. Zombie. Well, yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be... I mean, if it's actual zombie Andre the uh, Giant. Okay, okay. Jason Siegel. <laughs> all right, then we got a... This one, see, this is... See, people already questioned me about putting this on here, but it's book to screen... Look who's going to be there right talking about, and it's all about book to screen. So I feel like we might get some info yeah. on the Ready Player One Good movie. question this. This looks great. I don't know. People just like, it sounds boring. Because, again, it's kind of one of those. Yeah, but if he's there, that would be worth seeing just to see him. And he got some other people because he's doing the guy that wrote The Martian, which they just uh, the Ridley Scott movie. They just previewed. You saw some previews for that. So that's going to be a big deal. I think that's yeah. going to be cool. That's really cool. And um, that's at 11. Then you got the, I went to this, I've been to this panel a couple times, and basically it's a Ballroom 20, so it's going to be nuts, forget about this, but just something I want to mention. They put like people from all, it's like the top people from, it's like the fan, it's called the Fan Favorites panel. So you got, you got a vet Nicole Brown, currently on The Odd Couple, formerly on Community. Right. Um, you got, you got Wendy McClendon Covey from The Goldbergs, formerly from Eno 911, she's hilarious. You got David Anders from iZombie, formerly from... We know him from Alias. Right. He's so good in Alias. And then he looks so awesome in Heroes, and then they ruined him in Heroes. But he's always in Alias. He's the best. Wait. He's a British dude. Yes. He's awesome. He's a bad guy in Alias. That's right. I forgot, because he was in... He was the... Yeah, yeah. And then he was like the... The Japanese... Like he time travels back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was trying to remember what he was in Heroes. And then they ruined him. He's uh, Stark. Is it Stark? Not Stark. Not Snark. Sark. Sark. <laughs> Snark. Something. No, Sark. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then you got Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, who's like by that's that's I mean that's freaking Daryl from The Walking Dead. He's the most. And then you got Ming Na Wen from Agents of Shield and Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. So like that's a huge. That's like a lot of popular people. All right. It's pretty good. Pretty good um, lineup there. Then I thought this sounded cool. Because it's about writing a pilot, and we nice. have something where... So then you got Inside the Writer's Room, the pilot, so it's a bunch of television writers, including Sony Pictures Television, Senior VP of Drama Development, and um, I, I don't think this is that Chris Parnell, but it's, it's Chris Parnell, who's the VP at it's Sony. It's a different one, Yeah, right? but it's just funny that... Huh. Sony's VP of development is named Chris they Parnell. They had him and the other Chris Parnell together. Well, anyways, it's a bunch of TV writers. So I just thought That's that sounded cool. cool. Yep, considering things we've been working on. And then we got the big, I mean, this is the big panel. I've, I've never even come close. I remember the one year I tried to get in this panel. Apparently, this is like the biggest, it's like the one of the biggest panels at Comic-Con. It's, you, it's standing room only. It's really hard to get into. Um, quick draw. Quick draw. <laughs> now Derek's asking that. Phil specific questions about condoms. Not addressing. <laughs> Not engaging. But um, they're going to have Floyd Norman there, who's a Disney legend, um, and then Sergio and Scott Shaw. They're basically like live action, win, lose, or draw. And, well, on and oh, let me tell you, this is, again, Phil is using the expensive. Don't feed it. It Don't is a name, it's a Trojan, but they're $22. Don't They're feed expensive. the troll. You're feeding them. I just you're feeding them. Think it's funny. You're feeding them. I like that you're getting so upset. You're like giving him a a, a a buffet here. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's happening, and it's it's a really cool thing, and I really want to go at least one of these years. And I mean, I've watched Sergio draw, and it's nuts. So it would be cool to see him on the big screen. I've kind of watched him from the side when he's like doing a sketch <laughs> for someone, like peeking around the crowd. Yeah. But I've never actually gone to this. That would be really cool. Then we got um, in over in Hall H. Saturday is weird on Hall H. Like it's not like, I mean, I guess this is a big deal because it's uh, some big name actors like Matt Smith is in both of these movies. You got Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and then some other, the inf- some other one that he's in. And that's cool. Definitely not Star Wars. Patient though. Zero, like another zombie movie. Okay, two zombie movies. It's a lot of zombies. So that's the Hall H panel that's going on. Um, then Sid and Marty Croft are doing their, their own panel. That's really cool. Which is pretty awesome. And they have a new show coming out. Really? Which is crazy. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, you know they he did all those. Well, I know, but this is HR producing stuff. They're the producing, new one. No, the new one is called Mutt and Stuff. What's it in there? They're also producing Sigmund and the Sea Monsters at, at Amazon. Studio. Whoa. Yeah, that's so amazing. A new, a new Sigmund. And a new Dina, and and a new Electra Woman and Dina Girl? Yeah. A movie? Oh, that's a movie. I think these are movies. Is it movies? Yeah. Well, that's amazing either way. Because Electra Woman and Dina Girl, I love that show. Yeah, they did some great stuff. The Crofts. HR Puff and Stuff. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. That was always my favorite, I think. They have been, they've been trying to do Sigmund as a movie for years. Well, it's like Amazon Studios seems to be doing it. Land of the Lost killed it. I can see that because it was pretty bad. Then you've got the Nerdist Industries panel with Chris Hardwalk. Hard, Hardwalk. Hardwalk. Hardwick. Walk hard. And then various people from Nerdist um, doing their panel. Doing what they do. 
Um, then always the most under the one of the most entertaining panels I've been to yeah. have been the cartoon voices panels hosted by Mark Evanier, and they get people that like have been in stuff Tons like stuff. every like every show like that you've ever. Yeah, like it's pretty nuts. So like, like this those one are always fun. Like I've been to fun. a few different types of these, and those are always fun to see. Yeah. Um, then going on a Hall H, I guess this is the big Hall H panel is Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight, and he'll with the cast, be there. and it'll be him and the cast. Well, he. Um, yes, I remember when I freaked out at the lady that was the Temple of Doom boy because she did the voice. Were you there when that happened? No. Oh, we went by this. It was this lady, and I saw, and she did the. She was the voice of the kid. The temple, like the the Braja guy in, because you know the, the well, maybe kid. Maybe it was, but she and had a she, comic table. Yeah, but then and then and then, and then when I went up to her, she actually did the like yeah. kid line. She did the line. I was like, that's amazing. I do remember that now that you now that you explain it. Derek says he thought I was having a stroke. You get very excited. That's fun. Um, is Quentin Tarantino going to have inappropriate racial? Uh, phrasing when he's when does he not do that i'm just curious if that's going to be uncomfortable (laughs) um because that's yeah okay (laughs) all right well then you got this is another one oh this one is very interesting um viz media and perfect square the legend of zelda i linked to the past they're going to be talking about um the they're bringing back the comic doing like a a graphic novel of it of the nintendo power comic yes and they're going to be talking about the video games, and it sounds cool. Should just be, uh, I mean, if I, if I could bring Luke in just for this one day, for that one thing, you'd probably be pretty excited. Your son loves Zelda more than anybody I've ever met yeah. in my entire life. We were just at GameStop today, and he was going on to the guys that work there about all the games he likes and what his favorite items are in each game, and yeah. Like, he is... Really yeah. well, then, and this is another one. This is also very um, exciting. But this is these, these, the, I love that the two panels that I know Phil would really why do they put they're it the overlapping. Um, has he played Zelda 2 yet? He's watched me play it a little bit. What he does hasn't he think? Actually played that what does he think of that one? He likes, I mean, he's excited about anything that's even remotely like related. Today, they were watching the cartoon. Yeah, they do love the cartoon. Love the cartoon. And I even told him, I'm like, don't you think it's cheesy? He's like, it's silly. It's silly. He always wants a kiss from the princess. But that cartoon is borderline unwatchable. It's pretty bad. And watching, like, the whole... Because every episode, like, his main motivation is he wants to kiss the princess. Yeah. So, like, I just watched one of them today. and It's, like, sexually like, harassing. He's, like, he's on top of, like, he's hanging at this window and he's got a rope out. It, and the king comes in and he's like, what are you doing, Link? And he's like, I'm just going to swing through your daughter's window so I can give her a kiss. And he's like, oh, you should bring her some flowers. Girls like it when you bring them flowers. So he swings, he gives them a thing of flowers. He swings across into her room and, like, knocks her over. And he's like, oh, princess, I brought you these flowers. And she's like, oh, you brought me flowers? Oh, that's sweet. I guess that's worth a kiss. And right as she's about to kiss him, like, the floor opens up and Ganon's kidnapping someone or something. Wow. That's, like, the main, his, like, main motivation. It's like like Big Top Pee Wee. Like, he's a giant perv. Kind of a little uncomfortable sometimes. It's like We've Big Top Pee Wee like, the oh. whole time. He's just he's like the whole stuff with him and um, Penelope and Miller, where he's like sniffing her hair and he's always trying it's to feel her hair. Yeah. And he's like, 
oh dude he's a total perv in big top there's a there's a whole scene where it's him like sniffing her hair and being just very he tries to play it as silly but it comes off a little uncomfortable and i'm telling you the zelda one has your kids have you seen that have your kids seen big top no not yet not yet how are you handling that i don't know I gotta watch it again and see. How, it's I, gotta, a, I, I remember as a kid, I I'd love it. I, I think it's, it's not inappropriate. It's just it's, yeah. There's some uncomfort. It's, uncom- it's, it's weird. weird. It's just really it's weird. Really weird. The the talking pig. That like, there's a talking pig. So speaking of <laughs> sorry. Well, anyway, weird, this is the thing that you were talking because I know I'm how very excited you about love this, this show. You introduced it to me. Um, the Return of Invader Zim. So Oni Press is doing a comic and that says they're reviving the series. I mean, so like, Jonan Vasquez is gonna be. It's gonna be because it was one of the. Who, he also is a special guest, featured guest. Nice. Well, it's one of those series that like definitely was cut down in its prime, like well before it should have. It's brilliant. Like it's so weird, and it's. I mean, when you watch it, you can see why. Like because it was on Nickelodeon, it was supposedly targeted at kids, but it gets pretty twisted <laughs> by the. Like, there's a whole episode. Where I can't remember exactly how it happens, but there's just a dude that's like locked in the dark and he just lays there. I think he's like possessed by an alien and just goes, Help me, kill me. Like, I mean, it's that's like through the whole episode. He's just laying there and it's really weird and it's amazing, but I can see why Nickelodeon might have been like, You guys miss a kid's show? Come on. So I'd be curious who's reviving it. Is it going to be like a Netflix thing? Or are they going to be able to go like. Full on. No, you got to go to this panel. Are they going to go like the Ren and Stimpy route and then just try to be all adult and then it's weird and it's horrible? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, then in Hall H, you got Legendary Pictures. Pictures. The big one they got is the Warcraft movie. Yeah. Um. And then Chris Hardwick's also moderating that panel. And you got stuff from various Legendary movies. Um. In the Bayfront, I put. uh, We got the oh. Kong. There you go. Oh, yeah, that Kong movie. But I think that was on a different one that I read. The new Kong movie. Uh, King Kong? Yeah. Oh. There's a new King Kong movie. Skull Island, the Skull Island movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, anyways, we got uh, Anything Goes with John Barrowman, um, who is Captain Jack Harkness on Doctor Who. He's shown up on the... He should, you probably have seen him. He shows up in Eccleston. Oh, huh, Okay. Anyways, he's oh, a recurring character. Yeah, I think he just. He's I think a the very last entertaining. Like his first and then one. he's very entertaining in person. And mm-hmm. then he was. He's on Torchwood, which is a spinoff. So yeah. Cool. And he's on Arrow, but I don't care about Arrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there you go. Um, over here, this looked interesting. Outcast TV series. This is Robert Kirkman, creator of Walking Dead. His newer. He wrote another comic book, and now they're adapting it. And it features Patrick Fugit from Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Philip Glenister. And then Ren Schmidt from Boardwalk Empire. And then Kumail Nanjiani Who's is moderating the panel. That's amazing. So I just thought that seemed pretty cool. That's cool. And then, except I really want to go to this one, which is the ABC Muppet Show. Yes. They are doing a panel. That is really cool. It's awesome. And then, but then for you, this is a Phil, there is a panel, I mean, he's, he's it's just a tribute, but right. Harvey Kurtzman, it's a panel about Harvey Kurtzman. Which is very cool. And you got Bill Shelley talking to Gary Groth, these are NAD people, 
And then they're talking about Harvey Kurtzman, who was the original Mad, the creator of Mad. Yep. And basically inspired so many people. Lots of people. Interesting. All right. Um, then in the Hall H, you got Women Who Kick Ass, which it's. I'm glad they moved this Hall H because I remember we watched it one year in Ballroom 20 when Kevin moderated right. it. So now it's finally on equal, gro- equal ground. Do you know that all of the cracked archives were destroyed in a 2002 anthrax scare? I did not, did not know, know that. that. That's an interesting fun fact. Good thing I bought a copy of a cracked magazine in... From 1985. From 1985 in Idlewild this weekend. So yeah, I'm helping to preserve cool. that. It was a lot of um, cowboy and Indian humor. Yeah, look, some very uh, outdated uh, humor <laughs> sensibilities there. <laughs> I, don't, and I don't know why. Just I'm like, wow, even in 85, they're still, yeah, they're still, still doing that not, stuff. Yeah. There was an A-Team parody. There was. But mostly, and, mo- I would and say then there was percent. there was a two page spread of just those word puzzles. Yeah, like there was a lot of filler. There was a lot of filler. It was interesting. It was somewhat disappointing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is one because that was because in school, like, cracked was the like, you know, rebellious bit, one. Yeah, like, you know, they're oh, you like mad? That's for kids. I like cracked. But then looking at it now, I'm like. I don't know. Like, definitely my Mad Magazines were better written than nothing else from uh, from that little piece. So the Women Who Kick Ass panel has uh, has Gail Godot. It says Gabbett. I think it is. I think it's Godot. I think it is. I think it's spelled wrong. Man. Um, but she's Wonder Woman, and she's in uh, Fast and Furious, and she's pretty awesome. Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, Haley Atwell from Agent Carter, and Kathy Bates from American Horror Story. That's pretty cool. Oh, Andrew says this was in Hall H last year, so that's how much. Oh, okay. I don't know. But we saw it in Ballroom 20. When we saw it, yeah. And Lucy Lawless and some other people were there, but that was cool. But so that seems like a pretty cool panel. Um, here's another panel. It's a very popular panel. Again, like pure comics. This is called Oddball Comics Live, and it's Scott Shaw, who writes a ton of different comics. Basically... He's assembled a collection of like you know all the weird oh, stuff yeah, from yeah, like looks fun. old Batman comics and like all the so he assembles a giant slideshow and shows off all kinds of weird. That's cool. Random That'd comics. Be a fun one. It's another. It gets pretty crowded because it's like it's he's been doing this at Comic Con. Like this is one of the OG huh. Comic Con panels. Um, then you have in Hall H Dark Horse and Afternoon with Joss Whedon. So this is just Joss Whedon. That'll be nice and crazy. Yep. Derek's trying to freak us out about the windows behind <laughs> us, not listening, because I know you're just trying to freak me out, and I'm not going to look. Just not going to look. <laughs> not not going to do it. Not going to look. All right. Then we got um, storytelling in the 21st century. I just thought this was cool because it's Will Wright, creator of SimCity, nice. doing a panel. I just thought that's that cool. for video game people, there's something for everybody here. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Will Wright doing a panel. We got the 20th Century Fox presentation, which has that's nothing. All it says, but you know, this is going to be X Men something. Fantastic. Deadpool. Four? Or is that Fantastic like, Four. Is that be that's, out by then? I don't know. Who knows? What? They're announced an X Men Fantastic Four crossover. That's the Derek scoop. They could. I think they should announce that they're just going to let them all. Or X Men and MCU. That's what I was just going to say. Lots of rumblings. That's what they according should According to Derek. If they really want to make everyone happy and make tons of money, that's If they want to drop a bomb at Comic-Con, yeah. that would be it. If they, you know how much money that would just All be? the money. All the money. 
I've already said that. They should, because you know what that Sony, here's the Sony um, Marvel negotiations. Do you want some of all the money? Yes. Okay, I'll have some. All right. I think that shit's yeah, so Yeah, like, wait, can we have some of all the money, please? Yeah. I would like to have some of all, okay. Because can you imagine with the all the money and Spider-Man? Well, especially now Avengers. that we're in Civil War, oh Infinity gosh, War. Like it's coming. Like... Marvel's basically saying, we're doing this with or without you guys. If so you if you want in, on board, come on, play ball. Okay, I know that he has sworn off that he's not going to do it anymore, but I guarantee you if there's enough money and it's a cool enough thing, he'll do Wolverine again. It's getting pretty old. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I can see that like, he's going to do an old man Logan movie. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> come on. He is still... I, I think they'll still have him. I think that he could anyway. I, I think he could pull it off. They already have what recast all the mutants. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I think. Well, they're talking to each other now. All right, okay, yeah, so let, let them do their thing. All right, then um, I wanted to put this on there because he's a really cool guy. He was the guest on Bagged and Boarded, and he's done a lot of cool stuff. And that's a spotlight on Reggie Hudland, and he is the director of House Party. He the Black Panther animated series, and he wrote the comic book. He created like Static. He did like Static Shock and. Um, some of his other books, and uh, he produced Django Unchained. He's a very entertaining dude. House Party has a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Because in my entire time... Did you have time, a kid haircut? No, because in my entire time of growing up, when we like would stay in hotels and they had the movies on demand, yeah. only twice in my entire childhood was I ever allowed to get a movie in a hotel room. Yeah. One of them was for House Party. Yeah. And one of them was for the Naked Gun 33 and a third. That's it. <laughs> my the only, only ever did. the only time my dad ever let us was Die Hard 2. There you go. Because you never we, forget. Because for some reason we didn't get to go see it in a the theater, and we were really bummed out about it. And then we were like, he's like, well, it's not on a video yet. But then we were surfing around, and he's like, we're gonna do it. We're doing it. And I was like, hotel movie. Yeah. Because they were like, you know, it was like twenty dollars. Oh, yeah. Like, just it wasn't done. It was not heard of. And that that's that was why I, I will always remember that. And I remember my mom having to leave the room at because at first she was watching with us, and then when he stabs the dude with the icicle, <laughs> was it an icicle? I think so. Yeah, um, and the, yeah. The, the luggage, but the luggage fight. Yeah, and like my mom's like, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, then we got the Walking Dead comic book panel with Robert Kirkman. He's all over the place which this year. Is a very I mean that's a great comic. You got Fight Club Two with Chuck Palahniuk. The comic. He's writing a book. It's a comic. A comic. Yes, it's ongoing. But aren't they like making a movie or something of it? I think too, it's I just heard? the comic. No, I don't know. I thought I heard that they were. There making. might have been rumblings. Then Adam Savage is doing a solo panel. Nice. So that seems kind of cool. Now you get somebody yelling at you, Adam Savage, leave! There's <laughs> the lady yelling, Mythbusters, leave! Mythbusters, leave! Um, then, I've never been to this panel. One year, Benson and I left before it started because a wrestler that we thought was going to be there ended up not. Wasn't there. And when we announced, we actually felt really bad because we announced that while we were in line. And... <laughs> Half the people in line you, left. You ruined it. So I feel like as a... Also, I, now that I've read Headlocked, which we talked about on our episode, because it's the guy that does Headlocked is on this panel, and it's talking about comics and wrestling. So now you want to go to it. Now I want to go. All right. Because Headlocked... Also, I'm excited because at the Headlocked table during the week, 
multiple wrestlers are going to be doing appearances. Nice. For instance, on Thursday, the greatest tag team in the world who just retained their IWGP tag team junior heavyweight tag team titles, the Young Bucks, are going to be at the t- headlock table. That is a so mouthful. I'm, I'm going to go check out. I'm going to go say hi to the Young Bucks. Nice. They're also from Orange County. They're cool dudes. Them and the Supertones. Yes. Well, they're from Montebello. Okay. I guess that's kind of L.A. That's L.A., yeah. L.A., Orange County. I think they grew up in Orange County, though. All right. Close enough. But one of them lives in Montebello. SoCal. Oh, I know Montebello sucks. My car that got stolen ended up in Montebello. That's where we had to go get it from. That's where I had to go get our, my freaking car. Because it was right next to Pico Rivera. Yeah. But it's also the Dime Spanish books. Did you have the Dime Spanish books? No. I know what you're talking about. It's the about. famous Dime Spanish books for it's Beto Chavez from Montebello High School. <laughs> and like that's the like videos. No. Yo soy Beto Chavez. Montebello High School. Montebello High School. No, I can't remember what we have. We had but they said in Montebello. Montebello. Montebello High School. Of course. That just mean like pretty mountain or handsome mountain or something. Anyway, yeah, I guess handsome mountain. Something like that. Beautiful mountain. Yeah. But, uh, so that's the thing. Then, um, I put this up here for Benson, the Thrilling Adventure. I actually enjoyed the Thrilling Adventure Hour panel, even though I never, because those people really love that show. It's good. They're really into it. And Derek was really uncomfortable, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's for super nerds, as he points out. I, I'm okay with that. Um, then I also put, just because the cast of this show is crazy, is. The guys that do American Horror Story have a new show called Screen Queens, and this is the world premiere screening. And um, appearing on this, there's going to be a panel, and appearing there are Jamie Lee Curtis, Emma Roberts, Lee Michelle, Abigail Breslin, um, Nassim Pedrod, um, Oliver Hudson. That is, um, he was on Dawson's Creek. Janelle would know who he is, and okay. he's Kate Hudson's brother. Oh, okay. And uh, Skylar Samuels, um, your sister would want to know this. Nick Jonas and Ariana Grande. <laughs> so a people. lot of people. All right, looks crazy. And that's Saturday day and night. That's it. So we got one more Sunday. Sunday. Let's do it. Last I'm day. I'm doing the, the seventh inning stretch while you go on Sunday. <sighs> really hasn't been that long since we started recording, but we sat here for like two hours beforehand. So. Those are genetically altered Uber nerds. <laughs> All right. Well, then on Sunday we got a bunch of like it's like kind of the kid day, right? right. Family so we got day, another. Right. We got a Peanuts panel. Only what's necessary. It's celebrating. There's a 65th anniversary book that's being produced by the Schultz Estate. Talking about his like creative process, highlights from the archives, unpublished strips, preliminary artwork, and so they're going to be talking about that Very cool. and about the 65th anniversary. Peanuts are great. Um, there is no Peanuts movie panel because there's a 65th anniversary Peanuts panel, but no, huh. so it's kind of a. But Paul Feig's busy filming, and he's the producer of Peanuts. Peanuts. Oh, cool! But then some other people. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's just they Paul got stuff there. going on. They're working on whatever. But so we got um. Then but then this is another panel. This is one I would probably pick at this time. So we got Last Day of Summer, TV Guide's Farewell to Phineas. It's probably what I would pick because um. So you got you got to, it's their last panel because this series is ending. Which is so sad. And you got the voices. You got all the voices. And it's one more time. They've had over 200 episodes, Phil. Let them no. go into you the No, we just got... We actually... I didn't put this on yeah. there, but 
We got the uh, Star Wars kids special. Kids talk, talked about it. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! I think it's the best like cartoon special of Star Wars. That's again that Disney, yeah, brand That's like synergy, that synergy because they did a great Marvel crossover too. But I'm telling you, the Star Wars one is fantastic because the whole premise is it shows. Like basically, the, their whole story takes place in between scenes. They're of like Star it's Wars. like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah, 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 exactly. Star Wars. So like you know that that Phineas and Ferb were the ones that stole the plans for the Death Star, and um, you know Agent uh, uh, Perry is actually the one that um, they talk about like, power converters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like they come up and they meet it with Luke and they show him their cool like tricked out land speeder, and he's like, "How did you do that?" And they're like, "Oh, we got some power converters from Tashi Station." And they take off, and Uncle Owen comes up. And he's like, "Well, I was gonna go to power converters." Like the whole, yeah. like that's where it came from. It's just great. It's just all their little bits in between. It's super good. So I would like to see that one because. Man. And then again, I like to stress comic panels because every year you always have those idiots that come out of the woodwork and try and say that Comic-Con isn't yeah. about comics. It's like the same people that say and, Saturday Night Live isn't funny anymore. And it's like there is a, so many, every comic panel you can imagine plus a ton of other stuff. But every comic thing you could possibly imagine is there. Yep. And so anyways, one of those things is you got Jack Kirby tribute panel. With Marv Wolfman and Rob Liefeld and some other people. There you go. So, so Time Out Jack Kirby. And then we got How We Tell Stories. Another one with Ed Pisker. I guess All I put right. a lot of Ed Pisker panels. It's because I really like his stuff. So I want to go to at least one of these at Ooh. some point. Andrew said there was a Marvel comic real quick. Like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern thing called Tag and Bink were here. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like it. Then we got 60 Years of Gumby. So this is another one of those I thought this was cool because it's like everybody from Gumby and the, the comic book writer, the animator, the animation director, and yeah. Now, so, I think we were talking about this, but have you ever seen the movie yes, of it? Yes, you were talking about the Gumby movie okay, and it's the completely movie insane. Nuts. Yes, and it's great. Maybe they'll talk about that. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll make another one. Um, we got a second Cartoon Voices panel featuring more... Voices. Cool. Including Misty Lee. Telling you about. She's also a magician. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She's amazing. So a lot of good voices there. Yeah, Bob Bergen. Porky Pig. There you go. One of the Porky Pig. This next one is very exciting, too. There's a lot of good ones. And I know you're... This is, again, this is a Phil panel. Dude. I know you're probably pumped about this. Um, Danger Mouse new series. So these are the, the CBBC... Um, team, the original people are here, and then they're talking about Danger Mouse. Dude. Okay, so I'm pretty and sure... And the series return. Provide exclusive reveals and offer a sneak peek at the surreal new spin-out animated comedy series. I'm pretty sure that I'm one of the few people that own the entire series on DVD and have watched it all, and have shown it to both my sisters and my kids, and they've all... They're all very familiar with the universe of Danger Mouse. Well, everybody, any old school Nickelodeon, because like for, there was a period where like that's what was on Nickelodeon. Right. Oh yeah, whereas like that was like the old those that, Brit- Count, Dracula, Count Dracula, and then like Canadian and Australian imports. Of yeah, when it was when they types. didn't have their when they didn't have any original programming. Right. Danger it was Mouse all, was always my favorite of that. They also had Super Ted. Do you remember Super Ted? Yes, I remember Super Ted. Was I wasn't as big of a fan of Super no, Ted. No, but you know. If you had to, because they had like the spotty was their yeah yeah. Anyway, 
But Danger Mouse is great. I'm super excited they're going to do more with it because it's especially like later on in the series, it got super weird and super meta. The the narrator was like interacting with them a bunch and like he was like refusing to do his job and they fight with him and he like tells the story wrong and they're like, no, you're doing it wrong. Like it's just, it's super great. It's really, really fun. So Danger Mouse. Well, they got, like, they got a lot of cool people yeah. working on it. Yeah. Like the guy, the executive producer works on aquabats and ricky gervais show yep so that's cool and then we got um again matthew inman from the oatmeal he's doing a spotlight panel that that was kind of nice. then we got american horror story and screen queens featuring jamie lee curtis emma watson i mean emma roberts kathy bates angela bassett it's like it's big a lot of good people people and like it's scary and cool and okay um then children's hospital That'd be fun. Rob Cordry, that's always fun and entertaining. Um, we got Ed Piscor talking about hip hop comics, and uh, I thought that sounded cool. Um, this sounded like a fun, cool panel. I never really William. I heard William Stout. He's an illustrator. He's kind of the alternative um, to what's his face, uh, the guy that does did the Star Wars posters and all that stuff. Well, anyway, anyway, he's 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 he did he did a lot of um cool posters. He also this William Stout guy. He also was the production designer on Masters of the Universe, Conan the Barbarian, Pan's huh. Labyrinth. He worked with Firesign Theater. He's done a whole and it says he's ton been of to stuff. All seven and he's been to all seven continents. He's obsessed with Antarctica. Huh. Like he's all about preserving Antarctica because he went on this whole big trip there as part of his like just artistic journey and now he does he has gallery shows like he, he write like he he wants to do a whole series basically covering antarctica from like dinosaurs to huh. the present and like he writes he has these big art pieces like these all but he just he seems like That's a really cool. cool dude like i went to his website and just it's really cool and i'm sure he's got a lot of cool stories all right um then we got lego marvel superheroes they're talking about the new show the new game which is like the best Lego game yet, I think. So, Derek won't stop raving about Jurassic. Well, Lord. I mean, I haven't played that yet, and that, I mean, I, all the Lego games are good. So, and I'm then we sure got the annual is. Buffy Once More with Feeling, but this year they got Juliet Landau, very cool daughter to Martin Landau, of course, and she's Drusilla in Buffy and Angel, and so that's cool. She'll be there. Then we got the FX TV block. I thought. Um, so you got Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, which is Dennis Leary's new show. You got The Strain with Guillermo del Toro and a preview of the new, um, Kurt Sutter show, the guy that did Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Because that's over. And then, and then finally, I'm in another panel, you guys. another panel. From 4 to 5 p.m. July on the 12th, that's Sunday, 24 ABC. Got full-time creative work on a part-time schedule. I'm one this of the panelists. How many times have you been on this panel now? Like a lot. four or five? This is my fourth at Comic Con. No, third. Third at Comic Con. At Comic Con, and then like. You did a couple I've, at other. I've places. done it at WonderCon twice. I've done it at Long, Long Beach, Beach like three times. You've been on it a lot. I've, a I mean, I think I've seen like three or four of them personally. Yep. And uh, it's exciting. So, and then the one thing that I put about that was like a bummer out of all this no community panel. No community. But um, but Dan Harmon's going to be there, so... It's true. You know. He's also doing a Harmontown on Sunday night. Oh, that's cool. Which I'm 
might there's still tickets that I'm considering going to, but I usually go to dinner my friends on Sunday night. But now I found out that might not happen, so it might work out perfectly. There you go. Because let me tell you, I'm a big stay Sunday, avoid the rush and crush and stress. Just relax. Well, dude, I think we got a good year at Comic Con. I'm pumped, Phil. It's a good preview. We're doing our panel. We got a lot going on. Not to mention. Again, like uh, this is just the panels. You got all the offsite stuff. You got the floor. You got the Nintendo yep. booth, the Lego booth, yep. all the other cool booths. The Nintendo Lounge and the Xbox Lounge. Yep. And then all the other stuff we found. I just told you that the at the at the at the, at the they announced that the Hard Rock um, Hotel they're going to be doing the Lego. What's it called? Dimensions. Things Dimensions. Yeah. Um, at the at the I know at um so at the children's museum that's where Nerd Machine's gonna be this year. Right. Nerd HQ. They're gonna have the Sony virtual reality thing. I forgot what oh, it's yeah, called. Yeah. Um and it's what the, is that called? they're also gonna they also have Star Wars Battlefront. Oh nice. It's the only place you can play it. And that's I know that's the big it's a yeah. big game. Um and uh and, be fun. and then but the Nintendo Lounge, man, that's always and it's Tag City. I just upgraded. I got my premium got tag, so you can get the birthdays, thing. and you can um, remove all the messages, so you can just, just go straight right to through. the tags. I have a cool. I don't know. I think I shouldn't tell you just in case. What? But I have a little surprise. A surprise. It's a little small surprise. I'm pretty sure it's coming in time. This is pending shipping working out. Okay. Sticker. But I got us a little a little present. Oh. For uh, for Comic Con, what? Um, I got his business cards. New business cards. Brindle, Radio Brindle Man business. Cards. Are they going to make it in time? They're supposed to be here tomorrow or Wednesday. I ordered them quite a while ago, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have Radio Brindle Man business cards. Sweet, and they look good. It's exciting. So uh, that's my little my little. Uh, wow, I'm excited now. My Comic Con gift, which I hope comes if. If for some reason it doesn't, then we'll have them for future and whatever. But it's supposed to be here in time before we leave. And if it doesn't come, my dad's coming by on Thursday and he might pick them up if for some reason they're late. But according to tracking, it should be here in time. So we'll have business cards. That's exciting. That is exciting. They look really good. Because we've been using the same Brax cards for like... Well, we'll still have those yeah, for Brax specifically. We've, we've, had, we've used them for like, we've got those in like 07, 08? Yeah, it was like 09, I think. Okay. So we've we had them right away. For a lot of years. But it's yeah, you just use the like the little cassette logo and it, nice. it looks pretty cool. So I like it. So we'll have that. Well, let's... Um, uh, oh, Andrew said that they made Shut Up Leonard stickers, which awesome. you should not officially give out at Comic-Con. Not officially. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Don't let anybody catch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just gotta be on the on the s- 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 on the on the slide. He's not official. We're not official. That's true. Who's official? Official what? Official nothing. All right. Well, um, again, that's Comic Con. We got Long Beach Comic Con coming up. Yep. Get your tickets. Um, be sure to check out the episodes with James Riley and James Slarman. J and J. The Jameses. Um. We got this is a new announcement. I mean, we kind of talked about it last week, but I think we're we're solidifying. We even Benson might even commit here. We got Derek's on board. Yeah. For our we call it the Shrine Show. I guess it's the comic book sci-fi. Bimon sci-fi. Well, con. that's the Simpsons name. Know, was Bimon Sci-Fi Con. It's the comic book sci-fi convention. It's going to be at the Reef, which is actually right next door to the. It's not next door, but a mile away. 
from the Shrine Expo Center, which, you want to hear something funny, talked to Derek on Popsicles about the Minions. Yeah. It was in the Shrine Expo Center. Oh, really? They showed the movie at the Shrine Auditorium, and then they showed at the Expo Center. So he said it was weird being in the Expo Center and not haggling with (laughs) people about things. But So we're going to have a table you can buy stuff. You can you buy stuff. We're going to be doing a pod. In your area. We'll, be, we'll, be we'll have Brax, Brax stuff, stuff. Toys. Stickers. All kinds of good stuff. The Shrine is... It's uh, it's uh, it's the it's it's what you would... The Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. Well, the Shrine Auditorium Expo Center. It's not the actual Shrine Auditorium. The other one is. That yes. it is normally. No. No? No. It's that's the, the Expo thing? Center. That's the Expo Center. Yes. The one that's always in. Yes. Huh. The one that worked, but it's so it's the uh, you sell you. It's basically a giant. It's the it's think the, of the floor at Comic Con. It's that plus a little bit of guests and stuff. Yeah, but it's science. like a, a it's a it's a fragment of the size. Very much small. It's an old school convention. Yeah, because it's like a glorified yard sale. Right. Anybody can sell things. So we'll have like Brax comic stuff, but we'll also have like I have just toys to sell. Or the tables are really cheap, and it's super cheap to get in. Andrew, Whatever, you like can come. Bucks. If you want to get in on it... Yeah, dude. You can get in on the table, or you can just come. You can come. If you have stuff to sell, like collectibles... If you want to sell stuff, you got to buy in. It is in L.A. near USC. It's near yeah, the USC yeah. campus. But you can just come and like check it out or hang out or whatever. It's all. It's definitely worth coming, because yeah. if you've never been to a down-home con, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, he wants to buy in. Well... If all five of us do it together, it'll only be... How much is it? Wasn't it like on 150 yeah, it'll be like thirty-five bucks. Yeah, or like thirty bucks a well, person. Maybe, I think it's only like one thirty. I don't know. We'll get the exact amount. Disney pins. That's perfect. Yeah, any kind of collectible stuff, you can sell it there, and we use it for a lot of stuff that like it would be you wouldn't get your money back if you sell it yeah. on Amazon. Like I have a lot of action figures and and stuff that are you know they're probably worth ten or fifteen bucks, but by the time I shipped it, I'd lose money. Whereas there, you know, I can unload them. And then of, Phil always sells Legos there. Yeah, Legos and other toys and stuff. So, yeah, that, that's cool. I got some stuff. The more people that buy in, the less it is per person. So I'm always down to that. Yep. If you're tired of doing it over eBay, because, like, people, this is the kind of, these are the hardcore collectors. Yeah. It's, and it's fun, too. You get to hang out. and There's all kinds of weird goings on, too. Yeah. There's We've a lot of characters. characters. Oh, yep. We met some real characters. Definitely. Um... And let's see. So that's August 23rd at The Reef. If you go to comicbooksci-fi.com. Get the info. Get the info. I think tickets are 8 bucks. Yeah, something like that. It's super cheap to go in if you just want to go in. Yeah. But get there early if you're going to go because the good stuff. People like sweep People. In fact, the initial rush is like what's really nuts. nuts, yeah. Well, but it's funny too because if you're doing the table beforehand, usually the other the vendors are all like scooping out, like, "Oh, I want this, I want that." Yeah, Phil does the most of his business with the other. Yeah, well, and it's funny too because they always come out to kind of feel out, like, "Do you know your stuff?" Like they'll come up and offer me like a you know five bucks for my Legos that I know are worth fifty. So bucks. they test the waters. I'm like, nah, I think something. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And then I'll sell some of it, and then at the end of the day, I'll come back and try to you know wheel and deal with me. Anyway, it's fun. All right, well, um, so that's about August 23rd. Already. We talked about your 4th of July. We yeah. talked about yeah. our sweet Comic-Con deal. The fireworks this year were actually were pretty they darn... Were, I think it was like the best one well, yet. Well, because, again, we've talked about this. By the time you're at our age, like, you're pretty much over fireworks. Yeah. So you got to make it interesting. So what we do is we found a place where you can sit. I would say you're about 
20 yards? Something like that. From Not where they launch the fireworks. Like, the ashes fall down. Like, literally, one of them this year was probably three or four feet in front of us. On the, It was on the other side of the fence, but it was still glowing blue as it hit It's the amazing, because it's... It feels it's, like it's just launching it has, into your it's, face. It seems like it's dangerous, but it's not. But it's dangerous enough that it's exciting. Yeah. Because, again, we're sitting... There's a fence, but you're, we're, like, we're like 20 yards. You can easily see the fires catching on the little, like, you know... The, well, this year, there was quite a fire. There was quite a few on there. And, again, like, you're looking up, and it just feels like they're launching right into your eyeballs. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's super cool. And we have a system. Like, we get there. We don't have to wait that long. Like, for yeah, some reason... Off of the kids, I think people are freaked thing. out to sit there. Yeah, there's always room there. We've got a, a great parking spot. we got our whole system. The only thing I messed up this year is I didn't have my DS charge. And we properly. didn't have the kids go to the bathroom. And we didn't have the kids go to the bathroom. Luke peed in a bush. He did have to pee in a bush. And he really could pee. Dang, well, he had to go bad. He had like a six... I was can't, like a six foot... I can't pee stream, like that anymore. Man. It was like a little kid pee. It was, it was pretty impressive. Anyway. Um, I was just very amazed by that. <laughs> well, we tried to get the store to let us like go, and they were like, no... So we're like, so we're peeing home. in your bushes. in the bushes outside. He had to go somewhere. It was coming out. And it really did. So he didn't, they didn't want to put any of our fireworks riffraff in there. It was funny because I had my back turned and then Phil's like, Brenda, are you seeing this? I had to turn and just It was see impressive. This. I mean, that's a long shot there. It was easily six feet or more. It's nuts. Anyway, now we're, that's gross, but... <laughs> <laughs> Book corner. Book corner. Um, so on our camping trip, I finished the rest of the fudge books. Yeah, you just swept through them. You're like way ahead of the schedule, so that's good. Well, they once you get going, they're pretty quick. It's quick read. And I was on the camping trip because you like even though like we went to bed at a pretty early time, like you would still sleep. Like so, I'd get up like an hour at least before you would even wake up. I don't wake up naturally. Someone has to do it. So I would sit there and read my if, fudge books. If I was ever in a last man on earth type situation and I was the last man, I'd just through sleep everything. through the rest of Apocalypse. He'd sleep through it. Because there's no one to wake me up. Ah, I'm good. So so I would read all those books. And um, and I, the only one I hadn't ever read was Double Fudge. Yeah. And it's pretty nuts. The premise is very entertaining. I think... I feel like she kind of was reaching a little bit. Right. For things, but so basically, there's a they, they find like a lot. The premise is they find a lot. Um, Warren has a long lost cousin, and he has a kid named Farley Drexel. So uh, there's another the fudge. That's why he's double fudge. Gotcha. All right. And yeah. Well, I will be reading that soon. I haven't gotten as far as you yet, but but okay. Super fudge is probably my favorite. Yeah. Because I had forgotten, because for, one, like, it talked about moving away, and I remember reading it right when I had moved away, like, my big moving away, and I, I remember it distinctly helping me cope with that, because it's it about moving away. But then the it ups the crazy to such a level, and, but, and, and then reading things that, like, I... I have things in my head that I always remember, and then I'd forgotten where they were from. Uh-huh. And then, rem- like, and then, so there's these songs that Fudge sings <laughs> in Super Fudge, and one of them is spelling out Maine because he can speak Star Wars. So M A I N E spells Maine. 
P-E-T-E-R spells pita. Like a pita. And then he says B-E-E-R spells whiskey. Like that's his weird song. And and I, I that song is in my head. Like it comes up every once in a while. And for a while I had totally forgotten where that was. So then reading it I'm like, oh my oh, gosh. There it is. This is where this is from. Yeah. And just because as Fudge gets older, he's he becomes even more funny. Yeah, like he's quite a character. Like in Super Fudge, he starts calling him Pete. I'm like halfway through Super Fudge, maybe. So, but yeah, but it's some it's very Super it's really good. good, really good. And also, I wanted to point out because we had talked about the debate over whether or not otherwise we, we did find out where it came from. I, yes, but the book set that I got, which is a set of books, yeah. is just the four. It does not include that one. But is yours older? I mean, I bought it brand new. These are like, Scholastic this year. It's edition. from Scholastic. Well, that's interesting. So they're but they're, no, some they're of them not say, numbered that way. Some of them list. Some of this them was do. on the page of like other works by Judy Bloom, right? And it was listed in the Fudge series section, right? Was otherwise she look great. Was number two. The other thing that we did find out, um, starting with Super Fudge in the Scholastic editions, they're like newer. They do the like update for yeah. modern times, like they there's did one, with Gordon Corman earlier. Yeah, like there's one where Peter has his like list to Santa, and he puts MP3 player and like DVD player, which I and, do not like, and. And it's like, you just talked about them going to see Superman in the theater. Now you're talking about Peter and MP3 yeah. player. It's confusing. Like, what era are we set it? And again, I think I've said this before, I think it's sad that we think our kids are too dumb to read something set in a different time period. Like, at what point do we cut that off? Is Tom Sawyer, is he going to, like, use his GPS to find the island yeah. in the middle of the Mississippi? Like, but then she does, each new book is correspond. So, like, in Double Fudge, which was written in 2003... It's 2003. Right. So, like, in continuity, it doesn't make sense. Because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, at least like the from 60s, the ones I have. Like, late 60s. And there's nothing, they, they didn't update anything, no. I don't think, in it. It starts in the Scholastic Super Fudge. And, but then Double Fudge, they didn't update it, she just wrote it she that wrote it took it place. Then. So, Peter is, like, I aming. So, like, if you're trying to follow continuity, it doesn't it's make really sense. really weird. But that's just, she was writing in 2003, yeah. so Peter is in 2003. But if that's the case, if they, then Peter should be like 40 years old. Right. So, Maybe the I don't know. Is about like a I wish she had just kept it. 40-year-old. I wish she had just kept it in yeah. one time frame. I did tweet Judy Bloom about it. She did not reply to me. I wonder why. Derek replied to me. He did? Okay. He wanted to know what I was talking about. Well, now he knows. Well, if he listens back. Well, I told him. It's the same the with those Gordon Corman ones. Like, yeah. Again, I mean, I guess I get it. They're trying to update it for a modern audience, but I don't think that the kids need that. I think our kids are smart enough to know, like, this is set in a different time. This is before that. And if they're not, if they're not aware, they should be aware. That and they this can is find out and, like, yeah. they can learn. That's how wow, they used to read a book or they had a CD player, you know. Well, and then I finished Bible Adventures. Okay. It was the Boss Fight Books Bible. It was amazing. Like, he really, like, it's, it's, it was just cool hearing all the stories. I still and have not gotten it. It's so good. You have to get it. The thing it. is still open for, yeah. like, a few more days. You, it's so worth it. And I keep so looking at it, it, and then I don't do it. All these books. Because then I started reading the 
how video games are made, and it's all about the making of Defense Grid 2, and he was, like, from, he's the, it was the first time, really, like, a studio's had a div, allowed a reporter to be there for the entire, because usually they bring him, you'll, they'll tell you about the beginning, and then you hear about it when it's done. Right. He's, he's, he's writing about the process as it's happening, and it's nuts. <laughs> it's really good. And then there's tons of other books. It's on storybundle.com. Highly recommended. Is it related to, like, the... No. It's not. It's just, just another same idea. Thing. Okay. And then you got another one on there? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm That's still... That's the one you were talking about. I'm currently about reading. I mean, Love Goes a Building on Fire. It's amazing. Find out new bands right now. I'm into... Now I'm into Talking Heads, because they're talking about Talking Heads and, like, David Byrne and, like... And then, like, David Byrne hanging out with Patti Smith and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen, and they're all just <laughs> hanging out. Like, that New York in the 70s sounds nuts. Like, as far as music stuff, like, you could just walk, like, oh, gosh. That's, like, one of those things where it's, like, if you could, like, I mean, it's, we talked about it in High Fidelity, like, any era, like, where would you go? And, like, and those, those are the kind of things I think about when you think about time travel. like, the music. Like, what kind of music could you be, like, witnessing and stuff and, like... I don't know. It just sounds crazy. And, like, the beginning of CBGBs and, like, the crazy, like, you know, you had, like, you had, like, the shows with, like, it would be, like, television and talking heads and New York dolls and, like, and then, like, somebody, like, like Iggy would show up <laughs> and, like, Patti Smith and it just sounds nuts. So and, that's where you would go? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's one of the places. I mean, I would love to go, like, 80s. Like, there's a lot of different, I don't oh, know. Yeah. And, like... Factory Records in London, like Manchester, like other, like just other, I mean, Beatles, of course, Woodstock, but like then like probably like 80s. I would definitely go to Orange County in the 80s. Yeah. Mid mid to late 80s. Well, just because like think of all the stuff that's happening in Orange County in the 80s. Yeah. Like you have the skateboard, you have like the you have Z Boys, you got all that stuff happening, the skateboarding culture. You got them burgeoning like. All that stuff, then just all the music happening. You know, for you, it's like blonde vinyl and oh my gosh. all that well, that's stuff. That's like early 90s, late 80s, but yeah. And I mean, I was there for some of it, but I would, I would want to be older, older. And get to experience Like, I want to be older, stuff, like you know? in the 80s, because like going to like, and then just all the like, and then you got the punk rock scene happening, yeah. huge, like kind of the second wave of punk rock yeah. is going strong, especially in Orange County. And it would, been, it would be a good time to live. Quite the scene. Quite the scene. But um, just thinking about stuff like that and reading this book has kind of gotten me thinking about all that. And listening to a lot of good music. It's cool. And then, have you listened to your new vinyls you got? Um, I haven't yet. Oh, okay. Because I will get into it in a minute, but I've pretty much been watching, since I got back from the camping trip, it's been wrestling and How I Met Your Mother. That's it. That's it. Well, I we already talked about. I've been reading the Super Fudge and stuff, so we'll get back to that more when I read more of it. Uh, we saw some new movies this week. Yeah, we already talked we about, about this, how. But we'll talk about. Um, so we went to the movies. You guys saw Jurassic World. I saw Inside Out. Inside Out. All right. See you in San Diego, Andrew. See take you, it Andrew. easy. Thanks for hanging out. And um, but Inside Out was. I thought I loved it. It's great, right? I loved it. It was emotional. It was funny. It was clever. It was a great voice cast. Yeah. Jerry, you're nuts. <laughs> I had to get that in there. I, well, you knew we were going to bring it up again. I respect your, your movie tastes and all that, but you're definitely not right about this one. I don't know what happened. 
in your head, you're right. I know. I'm not sure she is, but it's not. It's it's amazing. It's but great. You're, but you're also wrong. You're also wrong, <laughs> and that's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. It's a free country. I don't get it at all. I loved it. Yeah. You said you weren't like so big on the short before. I thought Lava was okay. It wasn't the best short, but it wasn't. I liked it. I thought it was. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was good. I like the song. I just think that Inside Out though was so Inside like, Out was amazing. So many. It's funny. It was touching. It was and I don't know. As somebody that's dealt with that kind of stuff in your life, like it just I don't know. And then just the idea of the islands and like what? Yeah, you, it's really. I, mean, I don't know. I really liked it. I really loved it, and I liked the cast, and again, the story, and I, I loved it. And the kids, it was fun going with the kids. And you and said they were well behaved. Hanging out with the kids. They were well trained for movies. Yeah. This Your kids good. are well trained. And again, it was it was a little frustrating, though, because a, the, the, I, you would think in a theater full of adults and like, kids, the kids would be loud. There were adults that were louder than the kids, yeah. which I'm like, you have no excuse. You're not a five-year-old. Right. What are you doing? You're yeah, the kids, the four, there was, and you're, and you're, we are, You are setting a horrible example. This is the reason why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is the reason why everything is going to hell when it comes to movie theaters. Because there was a full-on talkbacker that was just repeating every joke, just yeah. repeating what was happening. Those are the worst. Because yeah. I'm just like, are you that stupid that you have to – is that how you process things? Say it out loud. Is by again. saying it out like, then you what are you, it at home what are you doing on. right now? I just want to ask him, like, what's going on in your head right now? Or why do you think this behavior is okay? <laughs> right. Like, I just want to stop the movie, get at a microphone and be like, let's talk. Let's just talk. <laughs> it'll be like, want it'll to. be like to catch a predator. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> right. Like, what's going right. on right now? You obviously want to talk, so let's hear what you Why are say. you talking right now? Yeah. Why? I want to ask him those questions because I just – I really want to know. Why do you think this is okay? Why do you feel the need to do this? What is going through your brain right now that you're like, I need to repeat what this man just said on screen out loud? <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Now, we had – we did not have a talker, but right next to – because the theater was packed. Yeah, we sat in like the last two. So you seats saw Jurassic the World. Saw Jurassic World, which I'll talk about in just a second. But next to me, we had a present rapper, Janelle calls him, oh. which is I think he had a bag of chips or something, yeah. and the whole time it was just, and they never stopped because they're constantly. It sounds like he's wrapping Christmas presents next to us for like half an hour, and then finally he finishes it, punches up the bag, and throws it on the floor, and then we're like, ah. Oh. Fortunately, there's loud, screaming, roaring dinosaurs, so it's not like I was, you know, whatever, but still obnoxious. However, Jurassic World is amazing. You need to go see that next. Yeah, I know. It is, like, it is so, so good. I want to go watch it again. It deserves all of the money it's making. And... Did you see that Inside Out beat it by, like, half a million dollars? Just barely it wound up beating it. Like, when they did the final tallies? Which, I mean, they're both doing just stellar business, so it's really good. Because they both deserve it. But it's also, like, Chris Pratt needs to be Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. this is his this is his audition tape. If someone says, I don't know if you can pull it off, have you seen Jurassic World? He's amazing. Chris Pratt's a man. There's, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil things of it, but there was one part where he even, like, slides under a closing door. Like, you know, like, he's right before... I mean, dude, that's it. That's all you need. And he's amazing. Bryce Dallas Howard is also cool, and she definitely held her own. It was just super. It was the most like Steven Spielberg-y feeling movie, even though he didn't direct it. It just mm. it was it was perfect. It was perfect, and um, it totally redeemed the series for me. So definitely recommend it. Well, if you want to know what else I've been doing this weekend, this is my exciting life. <laughs> 
is I tried to stay up both Friday and Saturday night to watch live Jap- like wrestling in Japan because WWE did a show in Japan in Tokyo. Okay. Um, and it was Saturday night in Japan, so it was like at like two something. It was like two in the morning here, <laughs> and I thought I could do it. Didn't make it, so I would, I slept. But then I woke up like super early, like six in the morning, <laughs> and then I watched it at watched six in the then. morning. So and then the same thing happened on Sunday. Sunday I did a little. No, it was the fourth of July, so Saturday. So I got home. Um, Dominion. The and, and New Japan starts their pay per views earlier. They start at like six o'clock Japanese time, which is midnight Pacific time. <laughs> so I'm like, I can make it to midnight. But then what I forgot was that New Japan's big pay per views are four hours long or longer. <laughs> so, but and also we had been out and about all day, and right. like so by two, like I almost slept through one of the matches because and I never managed to watch a New Japan show live. Like this is happening live in Japan right now, and it's their big summer pay per view, and it had some of the biggest matches like in a long time, and I was really excited. But like I was like nodding off like the whole like the for the first I made it through the first two hours okay, and then the second half. I was just like, and that was the half that was really, I'm like, these are the big matches. I was like, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, no, I missed a bunch. And like, so I finally, I'm like, I'll I'll watch the rest tomorrow morning. So I woke up super early because also I I had to like do it early or, and I couldn't be on the internet because I go on Facebook and like I follow all the Facebook accounts and everything. So I didn't want to get spoiled because these are big title matches. Right. So you want to know what's happening. So the big match on the WWE side was... Finn Balor, who, uh, my ringtone, and, oh, okay, okay. Um, against Kevin Owens. Which, by the way, that ringtone like freaked out our waitress. <laughs> yeah, it was while, really funny. Because we were in this like quiet restaurant. And, and then it was like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh what's happening? <laughs> but, um, so, he was facing Kevin Owens in Tokyo. Finn Balor was a huge New Japan star. Huge. He's from Ireland. He's the dude I was telling you about that he's obsessed with Lego. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's been obsessed with it his whole life. Mm-hmm. So he just does Lego. When he's not wrestling or working out, he's doing Lego. And even in the documentary they showed to build him up for this match, he come, he's doing a new pirate ship Lego. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool. Um, so I knew that Kevin Owens is on the main roster. He's wrestling John Cena for the U.S. title in a couple weeks. I'm pretty sure he's going to win. So I knew, I'm like, they're going to take the NXT belt off of Kevin Owens. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it in Japan because everybody is there. It's going to be huge for Finn Balor. And that's what happened. Kevin Owens lost. It was an amazing match. Amazing. Tore the house down. It was a great card. Um, so it was exciting. There was also Brock Lesnar. Um, they brought his, his first match in WrestleMania. He totally destroyed Kofi Kingston and a bunch of other dudes because he's Brock Lesnar. And so it was fun, but again, it was I had to get up super early to watch it, so I didn't get spoiled. And then the next day was Dominion, and that was a huge New Japan show. That show was incredible. People were already throwing out match of the year for the main event and some of the other matches. Huh. If you love wrestling, again, New Japan World is almost as awesome as WWE Network. So it's cool having, and the fact that both of those things, we are living in a world where these are streaming events. Like, I don't need cable, I don't need to pay crazy amounts of money, and I can watch wrestling live from Japan in my comfort of my room for $8.99, well, $9.99 for WWE Network, $8.88, well, it's $9.99 yen, comes out to a range $8.00. 
for New Japan World. For New Japan World. Watching them stream. It's an amazing world that we live in. It is. I love it. Speaking of streaming things, yeah. uh, we've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We're almost done with the second season. It's really funny. So, you know, if you wanted some good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob's Burgers, of course, that's just kind of my go-to to watch when I'm doing stuff. Um, but today, we watched Ella Enchanted with the kids, which I've never seen before. I have it, and I don't think I've ever watched it. I bought it. In- it's actually pretty I know good. It's, I've heard, I think I've watched like half of it, and it was really good, and then I just never. It's a fun, like, you know, take on the fantasy thing. The, the main hook is that, you know, it's in like a fantasy world, and she was, as a kid, her, I don't think it's her fairy godmother, but a fairy gave her a gift kind of like Snow White. But the gift was she would be the most obedient child. And so whenever someone tells her to do something, she has to do it. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, oh, you know, pick up that thing, she just immediately does it. If someone says, freeze, then she, you know, freezes. So it's very, you know, that's kind of the, the hook. But it's funny. And the main reason I wanted to mention it is she travels and, you know, meets all kinds of fantasy characters. And some of them that she meets are these ogres. And it's these dudes that are, you know, obviously like fat suits, but they're really, you know, huge guys mm-hmm. and their pants. The joke is that, like, they have these pants that sag so you can see their butt cracks, like, really bad, you know. Mm-hmm. They, so they're making fun of fats? No, no, they're, they're ogres. It's very oh, much yeah. ogres. I mean, they're definitely in costume, but they have these pants, right? Mm-hmm. And Luke goes, Daddy, they have pants just like yours. <laughs> What? What? And I'm like looking, and he's like, "Yeah, let's just." And I guess because they kind of look like cargo pants, because they had like also because your over butts them. hanging out all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm like, "What are you saying here? These are like these giant characters that have their butts hanging out." And he says, "That looks like me." So I was a little, uh, <laughs> I was trying not to be too offended by that. I think I'm going to go with he thought it was because of the cargo pants. But if you look up Ellen Enchanted Ogres, you can see a picture of what Luke thinks my pants look like. So all right, well, what else you got? Um, so then we also red boxed a couple things. We got this movie called While We're Young, which was Ben Stiller and uh, Naomi Watts and then a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Noah Baumbach. Okay. And it was, I mean, it was kind of what you'd expect. It's, It was good. We enjoyed a large part of it, but it was a little pretentious, you know, very indie. You and your, what qualifies as pretentious for you. I, if it's remotely indie, you're like pretentious. No, I love some indie stuff, but it, is, it, it, it depends, like... Is it actually entertaining, or are you just trying to make it look like it's entertaining and say something deep that's not really deep? And it, it kind of it, it straddled that line. I probably enjoyed it more than I didn't, but there were parts where I'm like, okay, we get it. You don't have to beat us over the head with how clever you are. That's all. But it, for the most part, it was entertaining. But the real good one is Wild Card. What's Wild Card? It's Jason Statham. Oh, yeah, I saw But much more important than that, it's a William Goldman script. Oh, yeah? And it's actually oh, that's based right. on you the William Goldman novel. saying you've been wanting to watch this. I'm super excited about it. The original novel was called Heat. Uh-huh. And then they made a version of it based on his screenplay. But they couldn't call it Heat. No, it was called Heat. Oh, um, William Goldman Heat. William Goldman Heat. It was made by... Uh, was before? Well before Michael Mann. Okay. It was Bruce... Uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Burt Reynolds Heat. Burt Reynolds Heat. So that's, that's right. based it's on known as Burt Reynolds Heat. It's the Burt Reynolds Heat. Based on William Goldman novel... And then he wrote the screenplay. I can't. I've been looking around and I can't figure it out because this one is also based on his screenplay. But I don't know if he rewrote a new one or if it's just based on his original screenplay for Heat. I'm not sure. I can't tell. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I've been googling around and I haven't. Figured what does it out. IMDb show? It just says screenplay by William Goldman, but that could mean based on they could have just used his original script. Because if they get if they if there's any minute they would they would have if, if they had just adapted the screenplay it would have had a brand new credit. I guess so, but could they could have just done it? 
I've never heard of, of a. I've never heard of a. Well, I guess the remake of Psycho where they yeah. use the I exact script. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that's what I'm wondering if it's something like that. We'll have to. So I don't know. We'll see if I can. William maybe Goldman. you can help me figure it out. But one way or another, it was great. Like it was just because it, it. I mean, it definitely had some action stuff, which is in the book, but all the William Goldman dialogue is there. I mean, it's just perfect. It just. It was really good. Straight to you know video or on demand or whatever, but. Um, I really, really liked it. It's very violent, so, you know, Janelle did not watch it with me, but um, it was amazing, so. No, we talked about this, but you and we talked, Yeah, I watched another period. period. I watched the pilot for it, which is... You enjoyed it? It was very funny, very, like, bizarre and, you know, twisted, but it's basically, like, you know, it's David Wayne and all those guys in it, and it's their take on, I guess, like, Downton Abbey kind of thing, you know, the mm-hmm. servants versus the... I've never watched that, but what I assume... Upstairs, downstairs. What I assume those types of things are like, yeah. it's like their spoof of that. So it was really funny gotcha. and weird. Um, as I said, um, I've only been watching How I Met Your Mother. I am now almost done with season five. Wow. You're plowing really through it. <laughs> through it's all Still fun, watching. though? It's so good. Um... I don't want to say that it's like jumped the shark, but it when it it got to where like you know there's like the main couples. Yeah, it's very about like it almost. I feel like it kind of like it. I mean, it's not that it's not as good, but I just I don't know. There's only so much of that stuff I can handle. I think it where it shines is their like clever episodes yeah. and the cool, the and then just a lot of the cool nostalgia type stuff, right? Like, I can really relate, because when it gets really deep and like, oh, Barney and Robin, or oh, this person and this person, this is the real yeah, relationship some of the relationship stuff gets a little I'm old. like, okay, come on, how many times right. do we got to go through this again? Well, the fact that at first when it's Robin and Ted, at least they make fun of like, not again, no! Right. But like, at some point you're just like, oh, like, yeah. come on. But like, I do, I still love the fact that, again, this is the first, this is one of the first shows that's like our... Right, generate us. us. Right. Like it's written to us. Yeah, like it's our time period. The stuff we have in the solid yeah. for. And then also just it was something I could. This the things that I could relate to. Like you know, single dude and his best friends are a married couple. Right, and I can definitely relate. And they all went to college together. Right, it is very. No, and there's a lot, a lot of, of stuff even like, like with that. their relationships. There's together, a lot of parallel. So like like even like the like Lily. Ted is very Janelle Brindo. Yeah, yeah. Like, because it's, like, she gives him a lot of crap, but she's also got his back. like the mother hen kind of a little bit too. Very protective. Yeah. And also very protective of their group dynamic. Uh Like, that is the thing I can most relate to, because, like, you don't, like, I remember, so Janelle, sometimes, especially with Janelle, like, you don't, we have a good, like, there's this whole, I remember this speech. Lily gives this speech. She's like, Ted, because it's when he brings... A girl to like her birthday that nobody right, knows. Right. He's like, he's like Ted. We we have a good thing going here. Like we as a as a as a like we are awesome. You, so when you want to bring somebody in, that they have to be awesome. Right. This is what we're we're looking out for the good of the group. That's right. Yeah. There there's a lot of Janelle and Lily. Not everything, but there's definitely there's definitely also she's a teacher. She's a teacher. She has the teacher. But just the but that whole like preserving the group. I definitely because like I remember we we would. I remember over the years we have experimented with like new people and bringing in people, and there's been that sometimes when that fails, it fails bad. Yeah. But then when we get like, I remember for a while when we were doing the chilies after youth. Yeah, when nights, you get it going, like dude, that was like we were in sync. Yeah, it's 
good show. Good show. Yeah, so stuff like that is things that I can always relate to and I love. And again, the music on the show is really good, too. So the other day on our Netflix and... Um, we kids, just talked about this on Popsicles because I've never seen this. I had not either before this viewing. We, and Derek... And Benson were insisting that it was at least worth watching. Benson tried to say it was the best of the series. Oh, my gosh. Not. But Derek said it's worth a watch, and I still think I'm like, ah. Okay, so here's – it's on Netflix. The kids were – you know, we are looking for something to watch with the kids. I think we were going to, like, eat dinner, and the kids really wanted to watch something. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll watch oh, the show at dinner. we just talked about that. You know who – this was the only movie that – because they quizzed me. We were talking about the cinematographer for Back to the Future. This is the only movie he ever directed. Was this. It's yes. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, which is the third one in the series. Yes. Rick, Rick Moranis, Moranis is still, still in, in there. It. Did they make more after that? They did make another one, but there was. I don't even think Rick but Moranis was in it. Because the wife is different by this point. Yeah. The kids are all gone. It's like it's the young kid, Adam. Like No, not Adam. Is it Adam the baby? The littlest kid is not Adam. What's the littlest kid? Mm. Well, anyway, whatever the baby that they blew up in the second one. it was one, Adam. I feel like it was Adam. Because they're like yelling at him, Adam, Adam. Yeah. I think it was. Because he's like the only one at home now, and he's like grown up, and so it follows him. And, you know, they, of course, they shrink the parents at this time, and it's bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's very much like made for TV. I think, was it like on Disney Channel I think or it something? was a Disney Channel or something. And it looks like it. Like, it's just... Like, if you watch the other one, which was made, like, way before, the special effects are way better, the story is obviously much better, acting is far better. Rick Moranis is still Rick Moranis, and he's fun. The special effects, though, look like garbage. Like, because there's a lot of, like, early CGI. I think it came out in 97. But, like, there's a part where a a cockroach attacks her, and it's obviously her just going, ah, and it's like a CGI thing. Oh, it just looks horrible. Like, just so, so bad. But even without that, the acting is terrible. The funny part is our kids are like, oh, this is great. We want to watch the other See, ones Because Benson now. was like a young... Because we, we, we convinced Benson. We're like, yeah, but you watched that when you were a kid. So, of course, you think it's the best one. He said that was the first one he had watched. Well, right. So, that's what So, for him, knows. that's what he knows. Derek was like, oh, it's bad. But it's at least it's something that you should... He watched it when he was he a just, little older. But he just thinks it's something just to watch for sake of him. And I'm like, I still... Cause you should me, watch it if you want to see... What bad filmmaking <laughs> looks like? Because like they were already kind of going downhill with blew up the baby. There's not a lot. That of was good already a big disappointment. Yes, in that I mean, Carrie Russell's in it. She's good, but it was just but was it's totally it's different. Very tone different than the first tone. One. It's very silly. Right. Um, the first one is a pretty solid. The first movie. one is a sol. It's solid. It's a good movie. It's entertaining. It's funny. The special effects are pretty amazing, especially for the time. Especially since it was mostly practical well, right. stuff. So it looked real. Um, um, the funny part. I don't know if you remember this, but in there's a line in the movie where um, he says one of the kids says the French class. We're the size. Well, no, not that <laughs> one. There, there's some great ones, but he says we're the size of bu- of boogers. And in the, I remember very distinctly because that was so funny. And on the Disney Channel, when they played it, they changed it to "We're the size of bugs," so they wouldn't let them say "boogers" on Disney Channel, right? <laughs> but now this one made in ninety-seven years later, and there's like a lot of like <laughs> questionable, like you know, I mean, well, like, that was it's PG, but they're kind of pushing really, the limits. Like, again, like, that was what I I still refer to it as a whole. 
because that was the WWF Attitude Era. I refer to our whole culture, it was the Attitude Era, because you had South Park, you had yeah. all that stuff. Like, things, we actually hit a point where we all collectively society decided to dial it back a little bit. Right. And that was because things got kind of out of control. Well, because again, I mean, it, it's, you know, PG, but we're watching with little kids, and I remember them not being allowed to say booger. And they say stuff like, this sucks, and bite me, and things like that. And I'm like, dude, I mean, come on. If for, a, for a movie that's clearly targeted at very young kids, you know, I think I think the dad says, like, damn it, or something. Like, it's, I'm like, come on, guys, let's, 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 t- let's dial it back a little bit here. But. It is parental guidance suggested. Yeah, but it was, it was a Disney Channel thing. Parental guidance, Phil. Just saying. I'm just saying. It was a little like, and then the kids are horrible. Like they're the worst little brats. They're all like misbehaved. They're all disrespectful. And the parents are like, oh, ho, 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 you know. Oh, and there's also like a sexual assault scene in it. So there's that's that. what should be in a. Yeah, because the, the parents are in there, and the daughters in the in the the kitchen, and the guy who she's been like making eyes at, she invited over to a, for a party, and he comes in and like forces her to kiss him, like oh holds her up against, and she's like, and like pushes back, and she's like, that's, no, I don't want this, and he's like, what? You act like you want it, and she's like, I'm not like other girls, and she like storms out, and the mom's like, yeah, you go, girl, and I'm like. Dude, he just, like, assaulted your daughter, and you're saying, go, girl? I mean, yes, of course, she did the right thing by leaving, but that's a, that's bad. That's not okay, what he just did. And they kind of just gloss over it. Oh, she really stood up for herself. So, anyway, it was quite an experience. I would recommend it only for, I don't know, just to get a perspective on... Have your kids seen the first one? Well, no, they haven't. That's the only one that was on Netflix, so we tried it. So now, I think Janelle bought the DVD or something, so that... Gotta show like, them the real one. Well, yeah, exactly. After they saw Although, that... Although, I don't know. It does have the the ant... That's gonna traumatize them. Not any more than that stupid cockroach thing that they showed. Oh, there's also a part... But the ant they, dies. Well, yeah... They, guess, they've seen. Hey, they survived our tax. Oh my gosh! They watched. They watched that. They saw Big Hero Six. They've seen movies where characters die or whatever. Sad. Like, it's just sad. There's also a part where they find a daddy long legs and they like, they get a ride from it. But they also like talk to it and they can communicate with it somehow. What? what? Like the mom is like talking to it to like calm her down, and then they're like, "Oh hey, come on back!" And then it comes back to give him a ride and stuff. That was also the period where every that had that was the talking raptors. Yeah, well, that was more three. Well, wasn't then that starting two where he was talking to the raptors? I can't remember. I don't remember the tremors where there was. I remember the walking around. Well, that was more they were ripping off Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I well, feel like there was, was ripping a off series. Park. But I feel like there was a whole se- everything had where they could talk to them. Yeah, that trend was starting. Yeah. Well, it was, it was right very in there. frustrating. So anyway, it was what? it was an interesting little. Little bit of movie history there, but it did have Rick Moranis in it still. I'm glad everybody I've seen that is doing the rewatch and has seen Jurassic, at least with Jurassic Park three. Nobody that I've seen is like, oh, just watch Jurassic Park three. It's great. Like <laughs> everybody is like, oh, this movie is garbage. And I'm like, I've been saying that forever. <laughs> I still haven't seen the third one. We we watched the second one it's in the worth, theater, but it's worth. No, it's not. It's terrible. Because you like think you're like oh, but William H Macy's and no, he's not good. It's like that doesn't make it good because it's the one where they because fi- they finally have pterodactyls. Well, just watch and they Jurassic mess it World. Up. That's all taken care of and in Jurassic World. 
That's terrible. It's everything that like you thought. Well, maybe at least it has that. It's all done way better in Jurassic. Also, World. Jurassic Park three. I've talked about this before. Has the most obvious tacked on. Like you can see exactly what happened. They realized they didn't have a solid story. They didn't have an ending, so they went back and hired. They paid the extra money to get Laura Dern because she's only in the beginning and she's only at the end. <laughs> and then the ending again. My brother and I joked that this was going to be the ending. Laura Dern brings the military, and that's the end of the movie. That is the end of the movie. They're on the island, and all of a sudden, Laura Dern comes to the rescue with the military, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Now, now, do you, and also, do you get to see the assault on the island? Oh, of course nope. Not. <laughs> just that. Up, oh, the military's here at the end. They Ed Wooded it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the best parts about Jurassic World for me is that. You never really got to see it be a functioning theme park. Yeah. And you, now you totally do. it's it's incredible. And I heard it's like it's almost like a parody of like Oh yeah. There's a lot of Oh, there's a lot of, of definitely theme park culture definitely. and sponsorships and, and oh my gosh, it's so great. It's just it's solid writing, top to bottom. It's funny, there's great characters. It's really, really good. I think it's great. And you should watch it. And not honey we shrunk ourselves unless you really have nothing better to do. <laughs> Alright. Well, we haven't talked about video games in a long time. Alright, should we do that and then yeah, call I'm it a night? I'm tired here. And then Marmaduke it? Oh yeah, Marmaduke. Don't forget Marmaduke. I got a good one for tonight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are there any... Is there such a thing? Well, well, it's relative. It's funny. Janelle's finally in the tags. I know. And I heard her talking to Audrey. Audrey, do your tags! Well, now all these and now she understands. She, yeah, when I'm like, do it, do it. She's like, no. Leave her alone. Now she's like, Audrey... She'll do deals with, like, if you want to do this craft, you got to do your tags first, you know? I'm like, that's what I've been doing all along, you got mad at me. because oh, now we got her on Pokemon she's Shuffle. Pokemon Shuffle, and she's been doing the Street Pass, you know. So I've been playing though. Pokemon Shuffle. Um, I, I, like I, told, I told, talked to you about this. I actually caught a few off the Safari yeah. the other day. They just added new levels today. Did you see that? I'm still not past all oh, the levels, okay. so I'm okay. working on it. I'm, I'm, I'm up to the top. I'm stuck, so I was... Working through that. And then I actually haven't been playing Pokemon Rumble World. I think I'm over Pokemon Rumble yeah, World. I kind it of gets too. it gets super repetitive. Like once you figure out the formula, yeah. it just gets it's, really repetitive. It's like, oh I got a new and all you're doing is getting the higher number. Like you it's just oh, I got a higher number Pokemon. Yeah. It doesn't have the same satisfaction as like because no, I realize puzzle games are doing the same thing over and over again too. But, but for it's some puzzle, reason, and at least there's a challenge. Yeah, and then you have you're going through. There's an obvious progression line. And you're you're catching new ones. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I'm kind of over that one too. I might occasionally do yeah. it, but but then Street Pass Me Plaza been that fishing game. I love that fishing. fishing I mean, I like great. the zombie game, but it's a little bit more. It's definitely not going to be something I'm busting out at Comic Con. Right. It takes more time takes, and concentration. How, have you made it through to the last level yet? No. Okay. I'm on like the last one now. I just haven't beaten it yet. Well, you get way more. But I tags. get a lot more tags, especially like now. Insane amount like of ten tags. tags a day just in my house alone. It's not fair. So yeah. So so I'm playing that. Um, as you can see, Clicker Heroes. It's always David kind of helped me with a new yeah, strategy. He was, like, coaching you last time. Yeah. So I've been using some of those strategies. They also added a whole new relic system, which encourages replays and like because basically after level one hundred you can get you can get a relic ooze and you get a relic and it gives you like random like stat boost, but you only get that once per 
ascension. So if it kind of encourages you get the relic and then ascend, so you can quickly just start racking up relics. And so I'm working. So they doing suck that. you back in. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, been playing a little bit of WWE 2K15. I was actually um, after watching a lot of New Japan wrestling. I'm thinking about doing a because um, the G1 climax because. Japan doesn't mess around with their tournaments. They don't do your... I mean, they do do a bracket tournament, but that's like a minor pay-per-view. Okay. Their biggest pay-per-view... Well, it's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's actually a month. There's like 20 shows. Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about but that. But it's the G1 Climax tournament. They also did it for Super Juniors. They do round-robin tournaments where it's you wrestle everybody in your bracket. Huh. So you got two blocks. You wrestle each person in your block. A win is two points. Zero points for a loss, one point with a draw, and then at the end of once you've wrestled everybody in your bracket, whoever has the most points wins the block, and then the two block winners wrestle. Some years they do a semifinal where it's the top two people in the block advance, then into a single elimination huh. tournament. But the but the round robin tournament, everybody fights everybody, so you get a lot of matchups that you otherwise would not see huh. during the year. And just as a tournament, it's pretty cool and it's intense. And there's a lot of cool. That's cool. And then because of the nature of the tournament and the way they, they it, the, the 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 dynamic of the match, the average match length is like 15 minutes, and they really pack the action in. So it's a different type of match. Huh. So it's just you really can exciting. Do that in the so game? I'm thinking, well, I, I'd have to kind of get a notebook and put it together. But I'm thinking about doing it. I want to <laughs> do a round robin tournament. Mm-hmm. Brendo wrestling a BWF <laughs> round robin tournament. So, anyways, um, then I was playing some PS Plus games that I got through PlayStation Plus that okay. I haven't ever played. Um, this one, it's on all systems, including I just dropped on Wii U. It's called Never Alone. And I've heard of it. It's, um, so, I don't think it's the same people, but it's similar to that game Brothers, okay. where you control right. both. Yeah, so, yeah, this yeah. one, you control a Inuit girl and a... Her pet fox. Yes, okay, okay. And then while you're going along, you unlock these videos where you learn about the real Inuit culture. Huh. So it's like a documentary and a really fun puzzle platforming video game. That's cool. And let me tell you, the puzzle platforming gets pretty, like, to the point where I I threw my controller on the floor <laughs> a couple times. Because there's some yet to time the jumps exactly right. There was like some other stuff. I was getting a little frustrated, but once I get past, it's very rewarding. And then getting the videos and watching the videos and learning about the culture, because I don't really know a whole lot about, you know. Yeah. And it just seems very fascinating. That's cool. And it's a really cool game. I really like it. Um, this game, another game, it's called Tower of Guns. It's like a first-person shooter on the Unreal Engine. It's really hard, and I'm not very good never been my strong point <laughs> so it's it's pretty it seems pretty cool though i guess um then this other game is really cool it's called a Passion. it's like a metroidvania type game okay where it's like but it's like in shadow and you play it's kind of like a kid icarus where you end up you first you like the guy you you're getting you're you're part of this greeks ancient greek society you get invaded you have to stave off the avenger the invaders then you find out the gods have abandoned you, so you go up to, to Mount Olympus. Olympus to fight the That's gods. Cool. And it's done like Metroid, 
Vania is that style. the one where it kind of looks like the artwork kind of looks like the jars? It's like the jars, yeah. yeah. Okay, I read I read some reviews of that. It looks really it's cool. It's really cool. The artwork is. It's like the hieroglyphics. Yeah, like on, the, like on a, yeah. a pot yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. like that kind of ancient Greek. artwork, Greek artwork, and that's the sprites. That's and you cool. control, and you got all the Greek weapons and spears and project. Do you it's, remember Battle of Olympus on NES? Yes. Oh, that was like one of my favorites. So this is like a new take on that right. kind of thing. It's called Apotheon. It was cool. free on PlayStation Plus a couple months ago. Nice. And one day I was just... It was before I started my... It was before I started How I Met Your Mother. I think I was... I had watched... only. It was only so many hours of wrestling you can watch a day before you're just like, all right. So I just was going through some of my video games I hadn't played yet. That one looked really cool. And it looked pretty cool. I think I read about it in my physical magazine of Game Informer because I, yes, still get those. You're one of the 20 people yeah. that... Every time I renew, they're like, you sure you still want to get the magazine? I'm like, yep. Send it my way. Uh, well, I've been playing Street Pass Me Plaza. That was another thing I just watched on, and I was on, I keep doing How Many Mother Callbacks when they're like, when they do the like, read a magazine and it's Cobra Go, and they're like, what else are magazines for? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I have them. Um, so I've been playing Street Pass Me Plaza, as we said, lots of tags. Almost done with a couple of those in there. Uh, my games I'm going to be focusing on during Comic-Con will be the fishing game, the plant game, because I still have a couple more things to get on that, and if I have time, the ghost one. I'm getting all the puzzle pieces. I, I've had that for a while now, again, because, you know. But uh, that's you'll get that like in a day or two. Um, and then Pokemon Shuffle, of course. Um, I've been playing Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which I have just, you know, on my 3DS um, also, Crosswords 3DS, of course, is my go-to for falling asleep. Uh, Wii Fit, a little update on that. I think since the last time we spoke, I think I was down like a pound or something. It's slow, but, you know, slow and steady wins the race. And it is progressing in a downward pattern. So it's pretty good. And we are going into Comic-Con where I eat a giant breakfast and then I eat a big dinner. You, like, don't eat. I don't eat during, during Comic-Con. Comic-Con. I bring, like, little snacks. And... You and bring water, and you bring water, and you're, 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 I'm gonna say, like, cause I, when I, I actually had my, one year I brought my full on armband thing. Right. We're averaging like five miles a day. Oh, yeah. Like on my, one, our biggest day, I remember our biggest day in miles, when one day we walked 12 miles. Yeah, that, if you look at, because on 3DS it tracks your step yeah. like a pedometer. You can always you see where Comic Con is. is here. Like, it's always the biggest step. Where, well, like, I, we would hit like 15,000 yeah. upwards. The only other steps. time I come close is like Disneyland a big or, or Disneyland well, Disney Day. World, I think, and stuff like that. Because you're walking everywhere. Yeah. I mean, just the convention center is a mile long, and yeah. you're walking and up and down, back and down, forth, back and, forth every day. and then you go into the gas lamp, you're walking around the gas lamp, you're walking from the convention center to the Marriott, you're going to the Hyatt, well, the you're going all over, and then you're going to your whatever things. transportation you're doing. So it's a lot of walking, and so it kind of counterbalances, especially for you. But I've never gained weight during Comic-Con. I usually drop a couple pounds. Because I do the like big breakfast, snacks during the day, and then a good dinner because we like that's part of the fun being downtown, finding new spots. Go to a new spot. Go to a good spot. So we'll, we'll see. But oh, sorry, we'll see how that uh, pans out afterwards. But and then the last thing is I started playing Hey Ice King, Why'd You Still Our Garbage? Is that a DS which is the one? Uh, it's 3DS. It's the Adventure Time game on 3DS. 
It's I've heard fun. those are a mixed bag. Uh, I, I mean, it's okay. The first one, for, I haven't played the second two. Didn't you get but one that you didn't like? No. What licensed property game did you get that you didn't like? I remember that you thought you were going to like. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm sure there was one. That's well, anyways. Licensed properties are usually a mixed bag. Um, well, we talked about pretty good. This, it's fun. I mean, I don't think it's like you know the height of game design, but it's kind of like a Zelda two, where you've got the overworld, you walk around, and then if you bump into a guy, then you got like side scrolling stuff, and you go in caves, and it's side scrolling action and stuff. So you know, it's like that. It's if you're a fan of the show, it's lots of funny stuff. So like to me, that's worth it right there. Mm-hmm. And the game is definitely playable. I haven't finished it yet but from the reviews i saw it's pretty short i guess so that's a complaint that people have but i don't know it's fun i also was reading about the other ones and they're completely different gameplay styles so i haven't tried them yet and we'll have to see but this one at least so far has been really fun and if you think the show is funny then you know you'll probably dig it and i mean the title hey ice king they have a great song hey ice king why'd you steal a garbage and it's like this whole like story about like what he they think he stole it to like make a girlfriend out of his garbage and anyway it's marmaduke time it's marmaduke time let's do it put everybody to sleep this is it all right this is just make sure i'm yes okay here we go so marmaduke is at the vet i'll, I'll hold it up in case anyone wants to try to see there the doctor's looking in his mouth hmm mild irritation of the throat he's listening to his chest some congestion Looks at a thermometer. Slight fever. And then he's got a little syringe here, and he says, nothing a shot won't cure. And then uh, Marmaduke's kind of freaking out, and he goes, and the owner says, excuse us, doc. Marmaduke wants a second medical opinion. And they run out of the doctor's office. And that's it? That's the joke. That's the stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. So he doesn't want to get a shot. Ah. That's Marmaduke. We should do a comic where we just replace Marmaduke with a baby. <laughs> That's basically it. Feed him. Ah, oh, they like to eat. Ah, oh, he's loud. Ah, oh, he doesn't like shots. You want, you want one more so while we're at it? And we could just call it Baby Duke. There's not even as much. They didn't even do poop jokes with Marmaduke. Marmaduke. There's a whole like whole stuff you could do with that. You want one more for the road? Sure. One yes. more. All right, so we got I don't know who this guy is. Some guy sitting on the chair, and Marmaduke and his young young kid that owns him. The guy says, "Can you perform any tricks?" And the kid says, "Show him your bag of tricks, Marmaduke." So he rolls over, he like pats his foot on the ground. He twists. He stands up on his feet. He bows, and the guy claps. And the kid says, "You didn't expect him to do his tricks for nothing, did you?" And the guy has to pull money out of his wallet to pay him. I forgot that there is a Mario email because he has something about Marmaduke. You missed the punchline here. I'm sorry. The guy I pays him. Attention. Did you didn't expect him to do his tricks for nothing, did you? And the guy has to pay him. See, look, he's taking money. I don't even know what his tricks are. Yeah, he's spinning around. I, I described him. Oh, <laughs> you weren't even You're not listening. Paying attention is stupid. Well, thing. that's all right. Marmaduke can do tricks, and then you got to pay him money. You pay him. Okay. <laughs> Since you didn't listen, you have to hear no, one more now. More. One more. You have to listen. I just realized Marmaduke, I was like, oh, there's a Mario email. Okay, here's a girl. I'm very worried. She's about opening this. a can of dog food. She puts it in the thing. Is, what's is this? Where does it, we need to categorize. Okay. So this, I'm guessing this falls into Marmaduke is hungry. Yep. Mar, the dog, he's like coming up behind her. Ma, he starts eating. Duke, and she turns around and the bowl's already empty. Oh, he likes he to eat He likes food. to eat and he eats it fast. So that's, that's an eat food one. 
You got a doctor one. I don't know. He's scared of stuff. He's scared. And he likes money? He likes money. Doesn't He's hungry. He's hungry. The food ones, I think, are going to be a big thing. All there right. you go. What's Mar- Mario's got? This will be our... We'll close out with some Mario questions. I didn't here. invent steer it and clear it. It is a very little known California law. Go, oh, because we were talking about that. We thought oh, yeah. Just recently in the Bay Area, there was a little fender bender on the freeway, and one of the guys got out of his car from the fast lane, walked across several lanes to exchange info, then afterwards crossing the highway back to his car, and while getting in his car, he was hit and killed. Use your brains, people. Don't turn a fender bender into a crime scene. Well, that's why you pull over to the shoulder, and you never walk across. It's a bad idea. (laughs) Right. Steer it and clear it. Steer it and clear it. All right. Drain it and contain it is about old car oil. Okay. There you go. Good. And then this is what I'm concerned about. We already have a campaign. <laughs> I like this. Last year, Adam Wells started a campaign that he almost succeeded. Almost. And now we have a new campaign. Everyone should vote for a Marmaduke movie commentary. We should watch this the is movie for Marmaduke. the for the this Kickstarter. Is for the Kickstarter. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I think we should do that. I think that's a well, great idea. Well, then somebody would have to buy Marmaduke because I don't think it's on. I've never seen it on we Netflix. Rent it. I'm not paying money. Come on. If someone votes, we have to. Ugh. <laughs> but then they'd all have to watch the Marmaduke movie to get our commentary. Yeah, who are they? Of all these people. So how badly do you Marmaduke? want to have us do that? You would have to watch the Marmaduke movie. I'm not looking forward to what watching Marmaduke. Great? What if it becomes like our favorite movie? It's not. <laughs> how could something based off of that? And then if you look at who's involved in this movie. I don't know. It's pretty much all the people... That are like, it's. I think I know at least one Wilson brothers in it. Yeah, I think it's Owen. all the like, it's all the pe- it's all the voice actor whores is what yeah. I call, like that are just like, oh paycheck, free Dude. money. The Marmaduke movie. All right, uh, that that brings up a good point. I, I don't know if I'll get it out before Comic Con or not, but I will be sending out surveys for um, you know the information as far as your shipping and stuff goes for Kickstarter, but also. For voting for movie commentaries, you should send and other the shipping stuff. one. Once you have stuff, you're gonna ship. Well, it's other things too, though. You do it all at once because you also have to ask like what shirt size you need. Yeah, but you should do a second survey. You can only do them. one survey. Really? Yep. Because if you do it too early, then people that move... well, then I have to resend out a thing. That's just the way that it works on Kickstarter. I, I'll, I always I'll send a back a follow up email and check, but. Well, anyway, that'll be coming out sometime soon. Finally, Mario has a new podcast idea, Living on Vacation, hosted by Phil Vecchio. So then I would have to take a break from the podcast when I'm not on vacation? You're always, since your life is a vacation. So then I would never have to get to take a break from it. Nope. I like it. Living on Vacation. I should just do a vacation podcast. That would just be Phil's life. But I could talk about my vacation and the vacation movies. That would be good. Oh my gosh. Alright, I'm... Think we're good? We're good. Because I know I'm not going to bed immediately, so I'm just thinking about like what time am I going to actually be going to bed tonight. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch... Are you going to be tempted Raw. to read the rest of this Marmaduke when I'm not here? No. Have you? Have you snuck any when I'm not no, around? No, I have not. You are, huh? Yes. Because you're like, i got to find out what's I, happening I've next. read the other one. I've read everything. And I'll tell you, he gets hungry. Look at, on the back here, he's trying to trade a bone for an ice cream at the ice cream truck. And they That's say, the funniest no thing. trades. That's the funniest thing in the hole. That's why they put it they on the back. They put that on the back. That's what they're, they're showcasing. Look, if and you like this. It's real bad, but it's probably the best. Marmaduke. 
He's a big what dog. A Great Dane? I think so. I mean, he looks like it. Marmaduke Slapping laps it Scooby. up. Someone paid two ninety five for this when it released. That's like two ninety five in like nineteen eighty dollars. Yeah, nineteen or before that. Nineteen well eighty six. Still, still. 1980s think about being still, a kid because yeah. I was six years old. Two dollars. Yeah. You could have gotten to choose your own adventure for that. Yeah, because like if you're at the book fair. Yeah, that's what I'm picking. Some kid picked that at a book fair. Instead of all the other cool stuff. Some sad kid. Everyone else is like, look, I got you there. I, I got, got Hardy Boys. I got this. And there, I got Marmaduke. Good job, like, kid. There was Garfield. There was Heathcliff. There was Peanuts. There was even Calvin and Hobbes. Farsign. And you chose Marmaduke. Heathcliff is like the cat Marmaduke, though. He's Heathcliff, like, at least, was sort of funny. And the cartoon at least had a plot. The cartoon was fun. But if you remember correctly, both of them at the end of their strip had like the little true life story, and one of them, you know, where people would write in like oh, a, yeah. a funny anecdote, except they're not funny about their dog for Marmaduke or their cat for Heathcliff. But at least Heathcliff was somewhat entertaining. He was like, and he was like anthropomorphic. He yes. wasn't just that's a dog and it likes dog things. He could talk and he could do stuff. Yeah. And that cartoon was great, and that song was really great. I was like, Heathcliff, Heathcliff, right doing pranks <laughs> on everyone. Heathcliff, right there, there. I don't know. It was good. That's good. That's a good rendition there. I had the Heathcliff board game. Do you remember the Garfield and Friends cartoon? Well, yeah, we were talking about Mark. That. Mark Avanier wrote the bulk of the series. Bulk of the series, dude. Yep. I mean, that cartoon's great. I, I went back Barnyard and I watched ones? that. Yeah. Well, it was like both. They they interchanged. It was like they were. It was kind of like the Super Mario Brothers and Zelda yeah. things, right? Okay. And those were really good. Yeah. Good stuff. The little egg. Yeah. Yeah. And the right. pig. Okay, you want to know something interesting? And, maybe and I like that the young. pig looked like John. When we were on vacation, yeah. When we were on vacation, there was an episode of Tiny Toon Adventures on the show, on the ch- yeah. on TV. My well, kids weren't into it. Tiny Toon Adventures is for grown-ups. That's there, yeah. Well, you know, there's the lost episode where they just straight up got drunk. No. Yes. Well, you it, can watch it on YouTube. It is interesting. There's one where they all die. They get drunk and they all die. Because I was like busting up, and they're like, "Daddy, we don't like this one. It's boring." I don't think they get it. Yeah. I think it's like way over their heads. I think. I think if you showed them Animaniacs, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, I don't think it's because you know, again, four and six, and they're. Smart and advanced. That was again targeted. For that was kids. like that was Richard Donner and Spielberg being like, "What can we get away with on, on a kid TV. show?" Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I, I think they'll, we're, you know, when we revisit it as they get older, I think they'll appreciate it. But it was definitely not their thing. They were polite about it, but they're like, "Daddy, can we watch something else?" I'm like, "All right, guess I'm not going to watch this one." <laughs> all right. You should go to radiobrindo.com for all your Radio Brindo Man needs. Write us letters. Tell us what you guys are making out there, what you're creating, and uh, give us feedback and all that kind of stuff. Come see us at Comic-Con if you're going to be there. If you're going to be at Comic-Con, come see us. Um, we'll be around. Just we'll be there, if you, yeah. If you, can't, if, you're, if, you're, if, you, if, if you stay in the Nintendo lounge long enough. You'll see one of us. You can also like tweet or Facebook or whatever, and tweet, we'll you know Facebook. get in touch with you. We got uh, Thursday night panel on Thursday night. Your panel on Soda Sunday. Room, Sunday, and um, I might be going to Harmontown on Sunday. So, you know. Even if, in fact, 
even if you're not like you don't have tickets for Comic Con, but you're just down in the area, we can hang out in the Nintendo yeah. Lounge or wherever where you don't need a badge to get in. So. There's tons of stuff. Tons of stuff to do. So let us know. Geek and Sundry is at Petco Park this year and Nerdist, and they're going to yeah. have a laser tag thing and tons of be all kinds of other stuff. There's the Adult Swim thing behind the convention center. There's all kinds of other things. There's a Disney and oh, they are doing a Disney Infinity pop up thing. Oh, that's cool. Like, and they're doing all kinds of Disney Infinity stuff. That's somewhere downtown. There's so much. So good. So much stuff. Also, there's a new Brax comic up today, so yes. check that out. It's a double size. Double one. Double whammy. Um, what Stop else? Stop playing with everything. Sorry, you got all these things here for me to play with. You're just, you're making noise. <laughs> so you need to Stop touching! It's part of the show. <laughs> I don't get to have a camera on all my junk anymore, so now I fiddle with your stuff. It's all my crap. What else? Thank you um, again for everyone back in the Kickstarter, and thanks for the positive feedback on the music, and we'll keep that stuff coming to you. There's an article on BenvyNetwork.com about our Kickstarter. That's right. Panel. You can read that. Andrew Check that out. interviewed us. That was good. Thank you, Andrew, for putting it's a that good, together. Solid journalist. Yes. He sorted through our many paragraphs of stuff and came up with a cohesive thing. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. Have fun at Comic-Con. If you're not coming to Comic-Con, it's, it's fun, but it's okay. You know, We forgive you. Have your own fun. That's right. Make your own fun. That, and seriously, we want to hear the stuff you guys are making or writing or whatever. Performing. Or stuff. Yeah. Do it. Alright. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody. Go too soon, just leave it alone.
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. What separates Flagons and Dragons from other live play D&D podcasts? We've got high-octane roleplay. Um, yes, this is Frank, which I was, I was heard that I, I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. (laughs) (laughs) And even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that goblin on goblin taste. (laughs) Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Feeling peckish this midnight? Sate your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit! <laughs>